Hello, and welcome to the Being Human podcast, where we explore what it means to truly be human, physically, mentally, and spiritually. We upload an episode of this podcast every single week, so hit that subscribe or follow button. You do not want to miss any of these episodes. On this episode of the podcast, I sat down with Matt Locke. Matt is a student of psychology and an extreme sportsman. Me and Matt came to know each other from basically beating each other up in competition. We have faced one another on the mat officially three times. All have been spectacular public affairs, all out back and forth wars, and we've forged a friendship in the fire through those. Matt, as I mentioned, is an extreme sportsman. MMA and BJJ is not his first sporting endeavour. Matt has been involved in things such as b-boy, parkour and snowboarding throughout his entire life. Matt was born here in the UK in the south of England but moved to France in his teenage years. He talked to us about what that was like, having to learn French. He was in a French-speaking school. Well, actually, first he was in a a different school where he learnt more Russian than he did French, but that's a separate story that he told. He moved back out to France and did seven ski seasons in the French Alps. And Matt talks about the lifestyle of basically living the ski seasons out there. He would ski, snowboard, go on the slopes in the day, and then work in a bar at night. And he told us about some of the sneaky advantages of being bilingual He could pretend he was French, he could pretend he was English. It sounds absolutely wild how they live out there for those seasons. Um, So it was really interesting to hear about that. Matt has also lived in places such as Brazil, Portugal. He talked about how him and his girlfriend just packed up one day, drove all the way from the UK to Portugal, had basically no money. Matt is now a student of psychology. And Matt talks about how he likes to look at human psychology from an evolutionary standpoint, something that really aligns with my own thinking as well. Matt and I share a lot of similar viewpoints, so we went off onto lots of tangents. He talks about the obesity crisis, lots of elements to do with mental health, human psychology and really just all around the crisis of human health in this part of the world. Really fun conversation. Like I said, me and Matt are both quite left field in our thinking. Probably a bit out there to most people. May get us cancelled, but there you go. Here it is. Enjoy it while it's here. If you do enjoy the conversation, make sure to hit that subscribe button, like, comment, hit five stars, whatever the mechanisms are. Show some love, support being human, support the channel, be a part of the community. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for watching and listening. Being human. Yeah, I'm nervous. Not gonna lie, I've started sweating. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Take uh, off the beads. Yeah, shows yeah, well, the beads. It's coming off. the beads. Off. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, on then, bro. Right. So, uh, yeah, well, get. Let's start at the start. Yeah. Like I said, I don't have questions written down for this one. Yeah, yeah. Do. Nah, cool, man, yeah we're gonna go off on all kinds of tangents. Yeah, mate. Absolutely. But um, we're gonna make sure that we do justice to. The uh, how old are you? Twenty-seven. To the twenty-seven years of life that <laughs> Matthew Locke has had on this earth so oh. far, it's been a pretty wild ride from what we've had <laughs> so far. So yeah, we've yeah. got to get into all of that. Yeah. I've got to hear all about. He told it. you that. Where do you hear that from? <sighs> Mr. Riley Daniels mostly. Oh, right, man. Yeah, yeah. He's exposing me out there. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's exposed <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. exposed to you. Um, cool, yeah, cool. very top GS cool. lifestyle. In Common many ways. knowledge. Oh no, yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> Lowercase G, maybe. <laughs> Um, but yeah, now nah, yeah, it's been it's been all right. It's been all right. There's been some twists and turns. Um, yeah, yeah. Never let myself uh, get too comfortable. I think is uh, 
definitely a big thing. Yeah, I've always uh, I've always dotted around and jumped around as much as I can. Yeah, yeah. yeah, get a bit. I've I've probably got a bit of a commitment issue. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the sense of the word. Yeah. So when I decided to come to uni and move to Nottingham, that was like okay, I'm signing the contract here for like three years of my life. And don't get me wrong, I've almost dropped out of uni like so many times. Like, But um, yeah, I was like, wow, like, I'm going to be in one place for three years. Like, and is that is that the insane. most time you've committed yourself to one place? Yeah, since I left home like, yeah. at let, 18. Let's go back to it. So, so where were you born? Because you've yeah. been here, there and everywhere. Uh, where where, were, you, where yeah. were you born and where born, did you grow up? I was born in Plymouth, yeah, Plymouth. down south, southwest, Upper Janet. Um, yeah, man, Plymouth, Cornwall, uh, yeah, Southwest boy, uh, which I still, yeah, my parents basically, yeah, born born and raised down there. And my parents have now decided to move back to that sort of area. So if I'm going to see my parents, they'll, I'm going back to the Southwest. And then, yeah, I can catch up with a few of the mates that I grew up with and stuff. Um, but yeah, so yeah, from Southwest. And throughout your childhood, were you dotting around a lot, as you yeah, said? Yeah, to be fair. Um, so where I started, I think I started originally in Plymouth, then moved down into Cornwall, then back in, I think every five, six, seven years, we'd go to a new house or something would change and we'd move. And then when I was 14, uh, my parents just out of nowhere, they were like, we're moving to France. I was like, shit. Okay. <laughs> was, was this down to work and business or were your parents just kind of very nomadic so I think in nature? Some of it, so, yeah, I think so as well. Yeah, they like to move around a little bit. Um, they like to do it at properties. Like they'll buy a place, do it up, make it amazing. I'll be like, oh, this house is nice. And then I was selling it. What? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's happened a few times. But when I was 14, um, yeah, they decided, they were like, right, we're going we're gonna to move to France. I think as well, I wasn't... I think they looked at my future and where I was and, you know, I wasn't like, I wasn't amazing in school. I was, you know, getting, not into, I wasn't bad, bad kids, but yeah, I was getting into a little bit of trouble maybe. And they were like, right, let's just nip this in the bud and just absolutely turn his life on his head. You know what I mean? Which is good, man. Like, I don't think I'd be who I am today. I don't think I'd be where I am today without that change. Um, and that's kind of what set me off, I think, with, uh, you know, just changing, traveling, doing different things, just growing a bit as a person, do you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, and it did really sort of fix me up because you go from kids in the UK get away with murder. They really do. And then within six months of being in French school, I'd had like pencil cases like smashed off my head by the teachers and that. Like, yeah, they don't care. Like school in Europe's different. Yeah, if you okay. act up, like you're gonna, you're gonna get, you're gonna get in trouble and yeah they will yeah. hit you they'll be so they're much you know, more old school literally old school yeah, just how it should be mate i think yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. a lot yeah. more discipline discipline man yeah 100 discipline and cultures very cultured, I, I think yeah. the two maybe go yeah tandem. yeah I, I think i'd say i'd say france is probably like france probably like 50 years behind the uk if you want to get stuff done everything's still everything's still like uh, done via the post if you want to like send off for a health card or something, you're sending things off in the post. They've not reached the online stage yet of like, it's, it's, it's still very, yeah, it's, it's about 50 years behind, I'd say. Yeah, they, they, I think France <laughs> has um, a very interesting culture from what I know. Not that I've been, I've been to France once and it was Disneyland Paris. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not an expert on French culture. Yeah. But from what I, <laughs> yeah. what I hear from people, yeah. my, my granddad worked for Peugeot all of his life. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we went on a lot of business trips to to France and worked with 
French people a lot, obviously, yeah. with it being a French company. And he said he never saw a French man under stress. That's what he always ah, said. Yeah, so I never yeah, saw yeah, a French yeah. man under stress. Mate, yeah, lunch was, would come around, yeah, pens down, yeah, go man, out to lunch. Absolutely, a few glasses of wine at lunch, then back yeah. on the tools. Yeah, <laughs> mate, 100%. Yeah. But stuff still gets done. Stuff still, yeah, yeah, at a slower rate. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they're yeah. not in economic. No. I don't know. They, they might be in economic crisis, but they're still yeah. there. You know what yeah. I mean? They're not in the third world. Yeah. No. Um, they can protest, bro. They can protest. The French, love, they, they love a Woo! protest, don't they? Mate, they took all their horse cow shit and just sprayed it all <laughs> over the, the government buildings. They can protest. Yeah, they, they, they do like a protest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My, yeah. My, my brother's actually been saying, re actually been saying recently because we hypothesized about, uh, you know, wh where we're going to settle down, where we're, where we're going to live because. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> There's a thing at the moment, isn't isn't there, that the West's in crisis, and maybe it can be overblown, but I, I do I do think there is something to that. You know, the, the walls are falling down in, in more ways than one. Yeah. Especially in terms of public health, I think, number one. Yeah, yeah. Well, we hypothesise, you know, where, where would we live? If we had unlimited money, yeah. where, where are we moving to today? And he's saying, France, let's go to France. Yeah, yeah, A lot of protests, so, you mm -hmm. know, the government's never going to oppress you too yeah, much. Yeah, man. Yeah, They've got yeah, a much yeah. healthier way of living. The yeah. south of France, much better climate. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, good culture, mm -hmm. good geography. Yeah, yeah, the whole nine yards. Yeah, they smoke, they drink, they they've got their they sin. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> they've got their, but like, ah, uh, again, I'm straight away going 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 back to, or going straight to the, the the processed foods, man. Like they just they they don't really have that as much. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, yeah, because that's it. They eat bread all day. They do. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's from ancient grains, fermented grains. It's sourdough. It's yeah. not full of the seed oils and yes. all the added naughties yeah. that are put yeah. into British bread and American yeah, bread. Yeah. Um. You know, it, it's homemade. It's made from basic ingredients. Yeah. That makes a big difference. Yeah. People, yeah. people you know, a lot of people will tell you the studies say that yeah, yeah, a loaf yeah. of bread's a loaf of bread. Mm. No, you, you look you look on the back of a, a loaf of bread. Mm. You know, Hovis, for example, there's like a hundred ingredients on there. Yeah. You go to a French baker's, it's what flour, water, yeah, yeast. Yeah. How it should be has been prepared. It like they got you know the bakers in there. They're still doing that three four in the morning. They'll be up making the bread, and you know it goes. It's not like there's not this big process. You know, you can still go to the uh, the patisserie or whatever and go get your go get your uh, your bread that's been freshly made and yeah it's just not going through this whole big like chain of like mass produced so yeah and you do you walk around like okay it's a bit biased for me because like where i spent a lot of my time now as an adult in france i've been living in uh, chamonix which is it's a sports town everyone's pretty fit and healthy yeah, yeah? I, I guess it's, it's almost kind of like its own Country is that the right? It's, it's, it's like it's its, own, well, it's, it's yeah. own region for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of detached from the rest of France purely by yeah. the state of its geography, right? It's yeah, up in the yeah, mountains. Yeah. It's, so I'm guessing it's, it's quite there. isolated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is, it is, and it attracts a lot of people that are into their extreme sports. Um, and so it's it's a bit biased because like you know I walk around town, I walk up and down the high street, I don't see anyone who's got is like is obese. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't really see that. Uh, walk around Paris, you probably get a different kind of uh, you get a different impression probably but um yeah no it's not like you know just you, you walk down the high street in any uk city and everyone's a bit pale and they're shuffling around with clutching their dregs and a, and, a, and an energy drink and it's like whoa bro like come on yeah. <laughs> but again like, like we were saying earlier like yeah cool i'm, I'm doing i'm doing my things you know what i mean and I, I feel good i feel i feel amazing I feel healthy so yeah i'm just going to crack on and continue down my path and you know 
We'll keep yeah. the six packs to us. We'll keep those. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, more, yeah. more apps for us. Yeah, exactly, yeah. man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah. But when you first moved to France then, yeah. you, you were how old? 14. 14. Yeah. And um, obviously, you mentioned just that you spent, you've spent... Um, the portion of your adult life that you have in France, in yeah. Chamonix. Yeah. Where did you move to originally, though? Uh, so we moved to uh, it's like the middle of France. Absolutely nothing going on. Um, yeah, it's it just cows and fields basically. So yeah, it was uh, it was like halfway between the Limousin and the Dordogne, which is like halfway, halfway in between. Um, and uh, yeah, there was just nothing to do. So straight away when I got there, I was like the English kid. Um, there was maybe a few other, um, what's it called, uh, like families that had migrated there from the UK as well. It's quite a popular, it's quite a popular spot for uh, people emigrating, sorry, emigrating to France. Expats. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that really means, that word, to be fair. I hear it thrown around Yeah, same, yeah. Yeah, 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 expat, oh, yeah. expat. So yeah, it's a popular space for, uh, for that. And um, Why is that? I don't know. I think it's just, they just seem to congregate there. It sounds a lot like Britain, cows and fields. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. It's a bit warm. French though. about it being too French. Yeah, like man. Nice yeah, British yeah, grounding yeah. of but, you know, don't fields get me wrong. and cows. Don't get me wrong, like, everyone is very, is very much French. It's very much French countryside. Anyway, like, I had to, I got put in straight away to, like, an international school, which was uh, supposedly designed for me to go and learn French with a bunch of like I sat in the class there and everyone's Chinese, Macedonian, Ukrainian, Canadian, Somalian, everyone, Russian. My best mate was like Russian, some Russian kid. And uh, to get to that, so straight away, I've been going from living in the UK, moved to France, and then I was straight away told I need to go get, get up at like 5am, go and get a train by myself all the way from this town called Saint-Cyrie to Limoges, which is where I was going to school, which was like an hour or two on the train on my own as a 14 year old kid, couldn't speak the language, do you know what I mean? I think that's what started setting me off, just being a bit more like independent and out there and just being like, oh, I need to grow up now, do you know what I mean? And then I go and sit in the train station, the train would get me in at like seven in the morning, the school wouldn't open till eight, I'm sat in France, I don't know what's going on, like just in a freezing cold train station sort of thing, waiting for school to open. And uh, yeah, I went there for like three or four months and then my parents took me out of uh of that school because i wasn't learning any french because everyone else in the class was different uh, from different nationalities different areas of the world like i said my friend who was russian i started coming home speaking a bit of russian <laughs> yeah 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 mum was like hold on put the brakes on this like what's going on like what are you doing in that class i'm like no i'm just hanging with my boy like we can't speak we can't communicate do you know what i mean because i i don't speak russian he doesn't speak english we don't like do you know what i mean we're, mm. we're both trying to learn french like this is it wasn't really working out so yeah. Um, so it was a real, it's a, it was a real mixed bag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Just got not everyone there spoke English, like no. you said. So no, no. I, so I, you're I, having I, to find different ways of communicating. How, how did you communicate with someone like that? Where you didn't have a shared language? Just try. It's, it's just a lot of pointing, and <laughs> it, I don't know. It's really broken. Yeah, really broken up. But you do to find a like was it commonality like a common way to communicate you will start to you are eventually forced to speak french because that's like you're, you're there for that reason sort of thing so we try and yeah we try and like figure things out but yeah it's just a lot of pointing and yeah just kind of like making stuff up um but yeah and i got taken out of that school after like Sorry, three or four months just, uh, oh was it there you go happy days hello yeah. um yeah so i got taken out of uh taken out of there like three or four months in got put into uh like a 
traditional French school, which was closer to home. Um, and yeah, just, I think within six months I was like fluent. I could just speak French. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Um, and yeah, it was a, it was an interesting experience. I think it definitely, yeah, put a, put a big turning point on my life and, uh, yeah, made me, I think, well, yeah, made me who I am today. Definitely helped. It's, it's a um, radical move, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, if. Most parents, if they're teenage, sort of getting into a bit of trouble. Yeah. Um, you know, to sit them down and have a conversation with them, ground them for a month. Yeah. Your parents decided to move you to France. Yeah, we're just like, <laughs> yeah, we're gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, like you said, uh, a radical move that clearly yeah. worked. It did work, yeah. And I don't think you know, Pete. I know I've met people throughout traveling, just life, who've also been through similar things with very much like more extreme cultures like uk to france like you know it's it's not far it's not really that far to get to it's only next door in terms of like you know you just flip over the channel you're in france it's still the western world it is yeah yeah exactly it's not like an extreme extreme move but still it it definitely did the trick um and yeah uh, just getting adapting to something new like a new life a new culture just a whole new spread of uh of just yeah a way of living sort of thing and yeah i learned i learned most of my french because basically you can you can drive on the road when you're 14 in europe as in like uh 50s like uh mopeds stuff okay. like that. so straight away straight away i was like okay i need to get my motorbike license so i can like hang with the boys sort of thing so straight away on the i don't know how i'm still alive to this day a 14 year old on the roads on a motorbike yeah your your prefrontal cortex is so much time to develop do you know what i mean like you are not thinking straight so yeah um yeah motorbikes skating and uh, smoking smoking a lot of hash as well that's how i learned that's how i learned my french basically um and yeah i keep it topped up to this day uh yeah that's another thing that i think uh really helped grow me as a person as well learning a different language yeah that's a, that's a, that's a big one did you get to the point because you said <laughs> When you switched to the French school within six months, you were basically yeah. fluent. Mm. I'm only fluent in one language, unfortunately. Yeah, English. yeah. Um, but I've been told that when you get to a point of fluency in another language, you'll start thinking yeah, and, even, and even dreaming yeah, yeah, do, in yeah. that other language. 100%. So, yeah, right. do, yeah, yeah, do you, yeah. I suppose you don't so much no, now because no, you no, spend, no. Yeah. well, you live in England. Yes. But uh, when you're in, in France, even when you spent your summers in Chamonix, yeah. Did, were you thinking in French, dreaming in French? When I was younger, yes. When I was in school, when my whole 80% of my day, 90% of my day consisted on living, breathing, everything in French. So yeah, I was dreaming in French. I was, you just, you, you get your mind into this groove and suddenly that's it. Do you know what I mean? It just adapts to, it adapts to what, what's around you, your environment. Um, not so much now. Even, yeah, I'll go back to France now, like if I'm going doing a, a season in the summer. Um, it will take me like a week maybe to just kind of like dust off the cobwebs a little bit and uh, and get into the flow. But within, yeah, within a week, after a week or so, I'm just, yeah, straight back in there. Yeah, it feels good as well. It's, 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 a, it's a mental, um, uh, what's the word? It's very, it's a very good uh, mental like gymnastic, do you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, switching, switching to another language. Well, it, it must give you... Because obviously I'm, I'm trying to comprehend it because I don't have an experience yeah. of it. It must give you a different perspective on life. Yeah. Because 
two languages, they never kind of match up as equal. They've got different ways of saying things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The language is built off, you know, going back to culture, different cultures, yeah. different ways of doing things, different ways of perceiving the world. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it must give you a different perspective on life. Yeah, right? man, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I think 14 as well, that's just about the cutoff point where you can really, like, pick it up, pick it up, and then sound like you're a native. Because um, you do. When you speak French, I've only heard snippets, but you, you sound like a Frenchman. Yeah, yeah, more or less, yeah, yeah. Because I even yeah. questioned, I was like, <laughs> Matt Locke is not a French name. Nah. But is he French? Yeah, no, not quite, not quite. Yeah, if I'm on if I'm on the bar working, like, I'll, I'll play a little bit of a game, you know, if I'm chatting to people. I'm like, if I'm, Mateus Locke. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, if I'm speaking to some girls or, or something. Or is it Matthew? Like, what, what's, what's the French equivalent of your name? Uh, Mathieu. Mathieu. Yeah, Mathieu, voilà. Mathieu Locke, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no French for Locke. No, no, Locke, yeah, yeah, that's it. So, um, yeah, no, I like to play a bit of a game sometimes when I'm working in the bars and stuff. Um, you know, I might speak uh, I might speak in French, but then put on an English accent in French, even though I don't need to, do you know what I mean? Just to kind of, I don't know, I'm just flirting, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, it's good fun, it's good fun. Yeah. Yeah, and then sometimes I go the other way, like, if you've got some... Some, like some English people at the bar, they're being annoying. I'll, I'll pretend I'm French and I can't really speak English. So they'll be like, mm. oh, guys, come on, uh, it is a closing time. You need to go. <laughs> it's a good tool to deploy. Yeah, 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 you can yeah, use it both ways. I guess it can open people. doors or yeah. you can use it to, to close them as well. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, man. I love it. I love it. So, yeah. So, <laughs> um, 14 years old. Yes, sir. Now fluent in French. Mm-hmm. Where do you go from there? Because at what point did you start getting into extreme sports? Oh, deep. Wow, man. Was that Here even before? Go. Was that still... Did you, like, surf when you lived nah, like, in Cornwall and Plymouth? No, no, no. I um, oh, If I think right back to the start, I think I started, like, I loved, like, parkour. started with just jumping off stuff and flips and uh, whatever. And then... Uh, Sure enough, there was a time period from maybe, I don't know, like 2008 to, I don't know, like 2012, I'm really guessing here, like, breakdancing was, like, a big thing in the UK, like, step up. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. step up. Yeah. And, like, breakdancing was, like, the coolest thing. And it still is, man. Like, people who can, people who can, uh, like, B-boys, man, like, it's cool. But it, it was a wave because, you know, yeah. Kira, he yeah. got it. He must have got into it at the same time as you because he said he yeah. started breakdancing and he went quite far. Who, who was that? Sorry, Kieran. You know Kieran Fall. Kieran. Yeah, big beard, long hair. Uh, you know him if you saw him. Okay, he moved okay. away last year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like I used to come to Instagram. I don't. I don't know if he came right. to knots anytime to train. Rings a bell. Yeah, you know him if you saw him. Okay. Um, but yeah, he, he he did all the b boy stuff, and he said yeah. he's oh yeah I've talked to him. yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I talked to him at Intergrapple about it I think yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. Um, he said what got him into it was he went to watch Step Up with his friends like, yeah, we've, <laughs> yeah. we've got to do that yeah 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 so uh, yeah. I think there definitely was a, a wave so yeah. is that is that where I was, was into, I was into it a bit before that to be fair um, like by the time the wave was happening like I was you were ahead already, of the game I was I was ahead <laughs> of the game man yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah, I just got super, uh, yeah, I got super into it. I, I was part of a crew, um, Beat Breakers in Plymouth. I was like 13, yeah, tw- 11, 12, 13 in nightclubs, like doing oh, like, really? crazy, oh, okay. crazy. So like, is this the trouble that 
no, but he sent no, off to France. No, or... it wasn't really like it, I, I had that life kind of parallel because I was doing it. So basically, like I grew up in a place called Callington, which is in Cornwall, where I went to school and where I lived. Then I'd go to to Plymouth to to do my break dancing, and I was forty. Uh, no, sorry, I was probably about between ten and thirteen. This was, and uh, I was hanging out when I was in Plymouth doing the break dancing. I, I was hanging out with a lot of people that were older than me because, um, yeah, they were sort of like early twenties, late teens, sort of thing. So I was always the baby, and yeah, that was. I've I've, I've always been very very much yeah comfortable with being the baby i like to be the baby which is different now because i've flipped around i like i say like i'm a uni now and now i'm the now i'm not like really the adult i don't like it it's, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah i've got to be a role model so like, nah. anyway um but uh yeah so i was hanging out with people a lot older than me and uh yeah we were like traveling around doing uh doing like lots of breakdancing shows and stuff like that and i took that with me uh when i went to france so yeah that was another thing that got me kind of like indoctrinated into into the french culture and way of life so were you having like formal tuition in this stuff or were you nah, just, just kind of picking just it up on the fly? With it, man. Yeah, 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 100%. And like I said, like, I was already like very into like parkour and like the flips and stuff like that. And it all just, it all just worked out. So, so you just like wormed your, not wormed your way in. What's the word I'm looking for? You just kind of did this all off your own back on the yeah, fly yeah, like yeah, at yeah. a very young age. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Yeah, like 10, yeah. 10, 11, 12 years old. You yeah. were just kind of what, going out, finding people in the park. And <laughs> nah, like that. Yes, nah. Now, nah, my mum my, my definitely, uh, my mum definitely, you know, she drove me around and stuff. She was, you know, yeah. supported in that That's way because, cool. you know, it's, it's, a, it's a positive, it's a positive outlet to have. Um, and yeah, I just, yeah, that was a big portion of my life. And like I said, yeah. We go right. We go touring around doing battles and all these shows and yeah, nightclubs and yeah, it was crazy, man. It was a really, it's really cool experience to look back on. And a lot of the guys still do it. Do you know what I mean? Like they're yeah, they're, they're still doing it down in Plymouth and they're killing it as well. Um, it was still back in the days where um, we'd uh, we'd go out to somewhere like we'd meet at a spot in the middle of Plymouth and there'd be like uh, we'd get out like the vinyl, like the vinyl, like. Uh, was it just you know, slippy surface? Do you know what I mean? Like the vinyl, and uh, some guy would rock up with a drum kit, and uh, they just like lay down a beat, and everyone would just be jamming and stuff like that, like proper like old school stuff, man. It was really cool. And then when I went to France, like I said, that uh, that continued, and the hip hop culture in France and the b boy culture in France is like super high level. Um, yeah, they're very much yeah they're very much into their b boy, so that was cool. Like as soon as I got into France, another thing that kind of like mixed me into the culture a little bit. Uh, yeah, and another cool way to learn French was uh, yeah, going like breakdance with all the locals and stuff, which was which was sick. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't like I can't. I, my thing used to be head spins, man. Like yeah, I, I had some sick head. Good, spins. good base for jits, man. Good base for jits. Very acrobatic. It, yeah, like, man. Lot of neck strength. To yeah, be able to head yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it does. You know, you see a few guys transitioning. You know the the freak brothers, like Eddie Bravo's guys. Yeah. Uh, Gio and uh, yeah, Gio Martinez. He yeah, came man. from breakdancing, didn't he? Yes, mate. So yeah, I knew I'd seen those guys on YouTube, like when I was into b-boying. So like, I knew who really? they were. Wow. So you knew yeah, them as b-boys? I knew, yeah, I knew who they were. And then, um, and then years, years later, um, yeah, I, I saw they were super high-level jiu-jitsu guys. Now I'm like, ah, mm. okay, yeah. Is that where the seed was planted for you, or mm, were you already into no. jiu-jitsu at this point? 
Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, no, I saw them in B-Boy and just whatever, didn't think about it. And then years later, I'm into jiu-jitsu and, and, I look, saw them. and I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. like these boys, they're, they're, they're B-Boys. Like, oh, I recognize them, do you know what I mean? So, so yeah, that was cool. That was cool. That's actually my shameless, um, what is it, uh, claim to fame, my name drop is Eddie Bravo follows me on Instagram. Does he? Yeah. Oh, wow. Don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know this. I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh, yeah, random. Should be random. throwing that around the gym. I know. I do. I do. I like to bring it up now and again. Oh, come on. No, we, no, we, we yeah, he just followed me. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, mate. But I think maybe, I don't know, because I used to have a lot of B-boy stuff on my Instagram. Maybe we went through and had a look. And he's like, oh, now he's in jiu-jitsu. We'll see. We'll see where this guy goes. Yeah. I've gone nowhere so far. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have so, to bring yeah. him on next time. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm out. Yeah, you know, yeah. We, we chat a little bit, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. Look, teenage years yeah, man. in France. Yeah, yeah. Uh, doing parkour, yeah, doing your yeah. B-boy, uh, B-boy, B-boy stuff. Yeah, extreme sports. What's then the transition into <sighs> kind of like early adulthood from like 14 to 18 years old um what was it David then so basically like I moved my parents after about three years uh so their job in France was um they were estate agents uh for people looking to emigrate to France they were taking like English clients finding homes in France etc but this was not long after so it was like 2010 2011 not long after the uh you know like Financial crisis. crisis. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. So no one had money to move out to France. Mm-hmm. So it was built on commissions. You know what I mean? So like people weren't really moving out. So business wasn't going that well. So yeah, after about three years, they sacked it in. They were just like, right, we're going to move back to the UK. I'd just done my. So I'd, I left at the end of year nine. I just started doing my GCSEs, and they took me out. Just moved me to France. So never, never achieved my GCSEs. Went to France. Did the French version of like GCSEs. Landed a year homeschooling which my mum taught me all of my english gcses in one year so almost almost did the english gcses left the uk went did french gcses the equivalent and, and you then, did those yeah 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 and then Completed i was them. yeah and then i as i was coming back to the uk um my mum self-taught like she taught me all of the curriculum for the uk gcses oh wow okay. so yeah i had to come in and like sit as an external student uh, in a random school in the UK just to do my GCSEs, which then allowed me to go to sixth form. Right. Yeah. So, so you yeah. couldn't go to sixth, sixth form in England off the back of the French equivalents? Nah, yeah, really? no. Even though, no, yeah, no, I had wow. to get, or I think I made, I don't know, I think my mum just wanted me to have, Yeah, like, she wanted you to have English GCSEs. Yeah, GCSEs. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I had a year at home school to, to get my GCSEs in the UK. And then, yeah, so we moved back to the UK, but we moved to a completely different area. So I was born and raised in Cornwall, went to France, and then we moved three years later, we moved back to the UK, but we moved to Suffolk. So yeah, again, I had to restart my whole life again. Meet new people, friends, da-da-da, go to sixth form as a 16, 17-year-old. So yeah, that was interesting. Um, But again, just just works because schools that it acts as it's really good for that mechanism you just you you go into it's the same place every day you're going to meet friends do you know what i mean as soon as you leave school it becomes a bit becomes a bit different um so so yeah yeah three was it two years of sixth form there in suffolk which was cool um did it did it um were you used to moving around at this point or was it still 
like fairly uncomfortable. Nah, I, I love it, man. I love yeah. the. I, I, that you, again, you'd, you'd already yeah, yeah. kind of fallen in love yeah. with like a, like a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, a semi nomadic lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. I loved it when my parents said like when it was first proposed to me that I was going to be moved out of the UK and moved to France when I was when I was younger. Like I despise my parents. I'm like you're when you're 14, you're just on the precipice of whatever puberty coming of age going out drinking getting in like whatever girls i don't know everything you're that's 14 is like quite a pinnacle moment yeah definitely. so rip like taking you out and just like replanting you somewhere else is that was tough and like yeah I, at the end then i then i grew to enjoy it then it was cool and then i like, oh, was moving back to the uk and i was like I kind of, I was quite happy with that idea, to be fair. I couldn't really see too much of a future for myself uh, in France, um, that, in, that, in that spot where I was. There wasn't much going on. Like I said, it was countryside. So, um, yeah, I was, I was quite at home with the idea of moving back to the UK. Yeah, I was, I was happy with that. So, yeah, it, that, was, that was quite welcoming. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I went, did sixth form. And then from there, just started going a bit mental <laughs> yeah just started getting a bit mental um, go on there tell us tell us about oh that. well i was just like right okay cool so everyone's going to uni i was like nah i'm never gonna go to uni man like that's not me i want to go to uni i don't want to don't too want mainstream to... oh yeah too, 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 too much of a normal life man. yeah yeah nah nah no way i was like, i'm not getting ushered into some degree that i'm that uh, that i'm not gonna use or i'm not i don't want to be there and mum was like, oh, you could do French. I'm like, yeah, I'll breeze it. But like, <laughs> so what? That would be I mean? a boring yeah, three years. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, And it's not like a, uh, an A-level where you could just take the exam for a degree, I don't think. Uh, if you were to do a French degree, you'd have to do yeah. it over three years. Whereas yeah, A-levels, like, you could just book in for an A-level yeah. French oh, exam and just take the exam. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I... I, I did French A levels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the orals. Yeah, the oral was sick. I just smashed it. I mean, I, yeah. I got an E uh, in my first year of French. Oh, and, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Just like that, that was it. <laughs> I, I got an A star at GCSE, yeah. and my sick. French tutor uh, or my French teacher told me, "Yeah, you know, you'll do really well at French. Do French at A level." Yeah. The problem is, I, I don't think I was actually a good linguist. Okay. I've got a very good memory. Yeah. Okay. Good. And yeah. and how they do it at GCSE because. It's not like you have to actually, you of course don't have to be fluent in the language. Yeah, yeah. You know what the oral exams are on, the subjects mm. it's on, the subject it's on, sorry. You know the written exam, the subject it's on. Yeah, yeah. So you just prepared yeah. answers in French, which your teacher would help you with. Mm. And then I was just so good at memorizing. I could memorize those word for word. Yeah, And yeah. then write them out in the exam or speak them in the exam. Yeah. Which is why I did so well at it. So my a star in french at gcse was not a reflection of my abilities as a linguist okay, more yeah, as a reflection yeah. of my ability you just to, be able to work to the system you just like working the system yeah yeah which is, yeah which is which is why i kind of gelled with exams in general but then yeah. a level the step up between gcse yeah and a level in terms of what's required for languages yeah. it was astronomical yeah. and if you were to go on to the second year yeah. of an a level in a language you were having to read books yeah full books in the yeah. language and i just i'd got an eas level and i thought this is yeah, you can no longer you can no longer get away with my name is Aaron. Yeah, I like to yeah. go to the swimming pool. Where is the library? Like you don't get away with it. It, it was exactly yeah, that. Yeah, no, yeah. No, I, I did. I did really well on my oral. I smashed it because um, the topic I was given or I could choose was like um, 
uh, give an argument for the legalization of cannabis. And I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, God, oh, I, didn't even, I didn't even take your notes in. I was like, Taylor no, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, I, and then no, with the, uh, with the written exam, like you had to like watch a film and I like, interpret the film and da, 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 da. And I don't think I even watched the film. I was like, ah, whatever, I've smashed it. So I came away with a B overall and I was like, oh, I could have probably done better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, again, I, I got my A-levels and I was like, I'm never going to use these moments. I'm never going to go to uni. Why would I go to uni? Stupid. Um, so yeah, I went and started, uh, cause I've been snowboarding as well for, probably been snowboarding i started when i was like six so so where were you snowboarding when i was young young oh yeah. um just like holidays once a year we'd have one family holiday a year because my, my my stepdad loved skiing so have one family holiday a year and we'd go to wherever like just a okay holiday. yeah you know okay so, so it feels like you're not driver because obviously you wanted to do this stuff but it, it seems like your family was very kind of supportive of yeah. getting you into extreme sports and helping yeah, yeah. you do this stuff, like your mum driving you around to yeah. do all your b-boy yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. and then you go yeah. on holidays to learn how to snowboard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's really cool, because yeah. I, I think um, it would have been very difficult to pursue these things or get into these things without yeah. family support. Oh, yeah, like, don't get me wrong, like, it's all, I, I think everyone in some way is product of their parents, and like, my, my, my uh, family life's, like, it's, it's, not, it's not too bad, do you know what I mean? Um, no struggle in the sense of that like, there's not been any struggle in terms of the family but there's there's been struggle for me as in getting replanted in france and starting a new life and having to start over again but that's just something that's grown me off a good base um and again i'm like, i'm an only child i've got no i've got no family really i've got my mum my stepdad and my grand my mum's mum and that's it. Like, I don't really have any cousins that I know or aunts, uncles, like don't don't really yeah, don't really have that. So the family is very small. Um so yeah, <laughs> it's funny because like because I've got no siblings and I do do some wild stuff and my mum's got no or my parents don't have anyone to compare me to, do you know what I mean? So I just I tell them absolutely everything I do. And they're always like, oh, they've, they've, got, they've got no one to compare me to. Mm. They can't say like, oh, you, I wish you were like your older brother. I'm just like, this is it. Yeah, you've got free reign. The, the canvas is blank. Oh, this is as good as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's um, that's nice. It's a very small, very small family. So yeah, they just kind of got to accept my uh, my pitfalls and whatever. So yeah, it's and cool, I think it's cool. I think that's really healthy as well. If you tell them everything you do, yeah, man, yeah, um, yeah. I like to shock them. I like yeah. to sit. I like to sit down at dinner. You get a bit kick out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, "Yo, this happened." I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah." So yeah, that's fun. Um, so yeah, so yeah, snowboarding. Been snowboarding a little bit my whole life. Skating as well. I love skating. Um, and then yeah, when it was time for everyone to go to uni and stuff, I was like, "Nah, ski season. Just, just gonna do one. I'm just gonna do one." That's it. Seven ski seasons later, or whatever is six. I'm just like, oh man, <laughs> it's it's fun. It's fun, like travel. Just again, starting a new life somewhere, like doing something a bit different. Um, and it's always been centered around a sport as well. So, yeah, started with my first ski season. Uh, that was loose, always bar work as well. Um, Where did you do that? Uh, Maribel, Maribel, which is just it's in the French Alps. Um, yeah, really nice resort. Uh, yeah, worked at a bar there. Uh, just 
this is when I started drinking a lot <laughs> and partying quite a lot because everyone out there, Pete, when you're on a season, oh, it's loose, man. It's very yeah. loose. Yeah, it's very loose. Like work, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm guessing like the lifestyle was like you'd work your nights in the bar and yeah. your days would be spent just Perfect. out on the slopes. You, yeah, you've got two ways really. I think people go when they go on their first season, especially. You've got you can either work in a chalet, which means you're catering for guests that have paid tens of thousands to be in the chalet, and you've got to be up every morning doing the the cooking, cleaning, making sure everything's good for the guests, and then you get like a few hours a day to go snow or go ski, do whatever you want to do. And then you've got to be back in the evening, be relatively presentable. So you could go down that pathway or you could go like bar work. With bar work, you, you know, you you got your whole day off because the bar won't open till like the afternoons. So you just go ride all day, happy days, start work, uh, get absolutely battered on shift. Uh, <laughs> on shift? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so that, that's brilliant then, because I, I guess it doesn't even really feel like you're working half the time, right? No, <laughs> no. Uh, it's just like I can. I, I feel like uh, you're getting paid I... to get leathered. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. like that's an eighteen-year-old. Oh man! Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. It's, yeah, and obviously, then you know, you can choose if you want to go hard. Then you know you still it's your choice if you want to wake up the next day and go snowboarding i was very disciplined like, i love snowboarding so i'd always be the one to call it a day early most of the time and i'm like look it's going to be a nice day tomorrow and i want to be up and early and get some get some get some rides in so um yeah that's uh yeah but then everyone everyone else some people are built for it some people like they'll be out all night just oh. Yeah, yeah. Then, I, I don't know how people do it. I, I can't do it. I'm, yeah. like, if I don't get my sleep, man, I'm just I suck mm. the next day. Yeah, I you're not going to be able to get up early. You're not. No, gonna be able no. To, yeah. I'm, I'm just like a fraction of of the like the man I need to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. I, I don't have that robustness. No, man. No, no, no. Robustness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these guys, you know, they're out with pills, everything, but just all night, bam, 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 and then they just get up the next day <laughs> on the mountain, crack, like crack what? right back on. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, not cracking back on, going to a you know nine to five, sitting behind a computer, doing something. Yeah, incredible. How do I put this? Extremely dangerous, physically, and mentally engaging. Oh yeah, yeah. One wrong move and yeah, paralysis or yeah, 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 yeah. These are wild people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got a few, I've got a few mates. I look at them like. I used to lie. And, and I say they're, they're wide people. You're one of those people because nah, you may not be staying out all night. Yeah. You were still, you, your, your days were spent doing something incredibly um, yeah. high octane. Yeah. And then your evening was high octane as well. Yeah. In a different way. Yeah, man. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's a crazy life, man. Yeah, that's no, cool. It's, um, yeah, I, yeah. It's, I had fun. I had fun. I think I'm over it now. Um, I say that. <laughs> it's just because I've, I've got this thing to do because I'm at uni. Um, I, I would like to say I'm over it and I've grown out of it, but like, oh, I don't know. As soon as as soon as I'm let out of the cage again, do you know what I mean? I might just go straight back to it like some feral animal. Um, but what what's always brought me back to baseline is having something that I'm passionate about doing. I love snowboarding. Like it's the best thing. I love jujitsu. It's the best thing. Like it brings me back. I get crazy. I get wild. I get loose. But like. I'm so passionate about doing this sport or whatever it is that I'm into at the time that it always, I'm always off doing that. Do you know what I mean? So 
yeah, that's good. I'm glad it fell into something like that because it could have been something unhealthy. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, it definitely, uh, yeah, it keeps me, it keeps me based. I reckon. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's a a chaotic lifestyle, which usually, if you say someone's got a chaotic lifestyle, that's that doesn't sound like a positive. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that doesn't sound like a compliment. But yeah. I think in your case, that seems like a very healthy, fulfilling lifestyle. Yeah, uh, and there's few circumstances where heavy drinking, binge drinking every night would be. Yeah. Um, God, yeah. Yeah. I, but I, I, can't, I can't lie. It sounds like a very attractive lifestyle, even for someone like me who doesn't really drink. Yeah. Um, up in the mountains, it's beautiful good. scenery. I imagine it's good vibes. It's, it's not nice. like going down to your local pub. No, it's, it's nice. It's raining, it's miserable. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe it's play nice. some dominoes and then go home. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's very nice. But uh, you've got to have that off switch. Like, since I've again, since I've started uni and I've been going back just to Chamonix for like three months at a time. So when I'm when I'm here, I'm not I'm not too I don't really party too much. But then when I go back there, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm, I can't train right now. There's nowhere to train. There's nothing I can do about that. So I may as well just go absolutely off the rails. Yeah, and then I do that. I get out of my system and. In that last few weeks, I'm there. I'm like, get me out of here. I'm, I'm really unhealthy right now. So yeah, no, it's it's good knowing that I have that end goal. Do you know what I mean, I'm like, okay, cool. This is a big blowout. It's a lot of fun, but as soon as I'm like, I'm happy to leave. Do you know what I mean, like, thank God, I need to get back to uni, get back to training, stuff like that. So yeah, it's good. It's, it's good to have like a nice little outlet, let it go, and then yeah, and then then the center bank, center back center things back to to focus and yeah just being a better person <laughs> yeah and, and do you think that internal limit that you've got um is that innate is that just built into your personality or is that mm. something you had to actively cultivate because that's almost imperative to not just falling into a pit of self-destruction yeah being able to have that chaotic period that period of enjoyment as well as working hard as well perfecting your craft of course yeah but then get to the point where you're like, okay, yeah, I've had a lot of late nights, yeah, a lot of, you know, yeah. consumed a lot of toxins, yeah, all of man. this stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's time yeah. to tighten yeah. the screws and dial back in a yeah, bit. Man. I think it's just like being self-aware, knowing what's good for you. Do you know what I mean? Listening to your body, listening to your mind, listening to your mental health, everything. Um, you've got to be in tune with that sort of stuff. Again, this, like, this is why I love psychology. This is why my whole day is comprised of psychology in some way. Do you know what I mean? Um because just to clarify, that's what you're studying. That's what I'm studying now, at uni. Like, Sorry, yeah, I keep jumping back and forth. Um, no, no, it's all right. Um, but yeah, no, uh, knowing like knowing yourself in like it's it's so important. Delving into the, your mind, who you are, all these things. Like, well, there's nothing more important. Is there's there, nothing more important because no. psychology is your whole from the moment you open twenty four hours a day, even when you're sleeping. Like, you've got processes, you've got cognitive things going on. The moment you open your eyes, you're 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 using. There's some degree of psychology happening. Uh, well, your mind's never. Your mind's nah, never. Yeah, off. yeah, Even yeah. when you're sleeping, yeah, your subconscious yeah. is always yeah. there. It's yeah. always going. I think yeah, and people that don't have any interest into what is going on intrinsically with them freak me out. Do you mean you don't want to try and figure this shit out? Do you know what I mean? Same people that don't exercise. I'm like, hold on, like. What's going on? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, do you, do you I, not want to like? Do you not want to? 
it freaks me out. It really freaks me out. People that don't want to peel back the curtain and nah. you know, people that don't want to look past the surface. Yeah, man. Mate, you want to go through your whole life from birth to death and not take a, a second to step back and be like, who am I? Like, what's going on in my head? What is this thing that I'm experiencing all the time? Do you know what I mean? I, yeah, I, I, I love to delve into that. And uh, yeah, I think it's like the most important thing you can do uh, as, a, as a human is, um, yeah, look into, look into what's going on, try and understand these processes a little bit, not just take every day as benign and let it fleet by, do you know what I mean? Like at least spend a few minutes each day or just trying to like figure something out, question, how am I feeling today? Like what's going on? What's my mental health doing? Or et cetera. Um, yeah, I, I think that's imperative. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I got onto that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm different now. I've got the Volk. I've got the Volk on. Yeah, the Volk debuted trim. it. Yeah, debuted. Has it been debuted on the gram yet? Is this... uh, nah, not yet. I need, yeah, to get, so I, need to get, I need to get a photo of me looking just absolutely yeah, yeah. shredded. We'll, we'll, we'll get a photo after this. Yeah, okay, um, sick, me sick. With Volk. Happy days, Volk, mate. Obviously. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what was I saying? Uh, what were you saying? Sorry, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I was just going to yeah add to what you said um, about... Nothing's more important than knowing yourself. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And I think people that aren't interested in that, it either comes out of arrogance or ignorance. You mm. either think you know everything, mm. you're all set. Mm. You don't need to look within because yeah. you know what's there. Yeah. You don't need to question, why does this work this way? Why does the world this work this way? Why does the universe work this way? Yeah. Because, you know... You've got it all figured out already. So yep. it's either out of arrogance <clears throat> or it's out of ignorance. Yeah. You know, to put it bluntly, some people almost don't have the mental capacity to question these things. They're just built, they're very simple minded. And often those oftentimes those people can be very happy. Because mm. there can be a lot of stress that comes from trying to figure everything out. And there's some people that are so simple minded that they just kind of go through life on autopilot. They're happy to accept this is how this mm. should work. This is yeah. how you should live your life. These yeah. are the steps that are laid out for you. But even those people, I think they then miss out on what they could have in life. Yeah. If they were able to tap into, oh, hang on, if I looked within a bit more, yeah. I might find something I'm actually really passionate about. I might yeah. be happy to do this every day. Yeah. You know, it might not stress me out. Mm. I might not get really bored and fed up and depressed with it. But there could be something that's my life's calling mm. and I just haven't spent the time to figure out what that is yeah um you know all, again that's looking within but looking externally there could be a, a place in the world that they haven't been to or a way of looking at the world which enables them to interact with it in a way where they get so much more out of life yeah so i think people that don't want to question themselves don't want to question the world around them i do think they're missing out on something Mate, knowledge is power it is and it, it is uh, that's it knowledge is power the more the more and the more you're willing to um the more willing you're you are to to accept or accept yeah sorry accept the point of view take different perspective sit back and listen that's the thing when you talk i think when like arrogance people that are arrogant just like they don't want to listen most why, of the time. why should i listen to someone when exactly, i have all the answers exactly exactly but um the more you listen uh, to other people's perspectives, the more you learn, the more, this is why I love traveling because every day is a learning day. And like you, you, when you go, you're not, you're never going to make any friends going into a new situation 
thinking with no time to listen. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, pe- people don't want to just have you come into their life and impose, yeah. this is how it is. Yeah. This yeah. Is, you know, this yeah. is the truth. This yeah. is how life works. This is what's good for you. This is what's bad for yeah, you. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be an interaction. Absolutely. 100%. It's a dance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, yeah, I think, again, I'd say traveling is is probably one of the greatest um, teachers of in in all senses. Um, I think it was John, like John Danaher said. John Danaher, <laughs> man, he was like, uh, yeah, like traveling is the the greatest the greatest teacher of all. Um, but at the same time, it's the enemy of uh, routine and it's mm. the enemy of progress in some way, especially with something, for example, jujitsu. The more you're traveling, the more you don't have your routine locked down. Like it's going to be hard to really progress. Do you know what I mean? Because you need to have the whatever the sleeping, like the sleeping dialed in, the diet dialed in. These are all things that you know that I've experienced anyway throughout traveling for quite a long time. Is um, yeah, not having things dialed in, and then I'm not being, I'm not progressing in what I love to do because I'm I'm so scatty and chaotic. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I have a, another mate who. Um, has travelled around quite a lot. He's South African. He came over to England when he was about seven, which is when we became friends. Mm. Then he moved back over to South Africa and then he went to university in China and now yeah. he's come back over here. And he he said to me a phrase, I don't know if he came up with it um, or not, but I thought it, it was brilliant. He said, travelling somewhere new, going to somewhere you haven't been before, it's like seeing a colour you haven't seen before. Yeah. That he said that that's what it's like. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like yeah. it's like seeing experiencing a different culture. It's like seeing a colour that you've never seen before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can't really comprehend that. Yeah, you, man. you know, you, yeah. you, you can't comprehend what it's like to see a new colour until you see it. Yeah. You've kind of seen all the colours. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, I thought that was a brilliant way of putting it. Yeah, that. man. And people, you know, people can look at that colour in two different ways. They can either look at that colour and think oh, like, this is a new colour, like, I'll stare at it for a little bit, get to know it. Or you can just look at that colour and be like, oh, also, I, don't li- I don't like it, I'm not interested, mm. in, that, not interested in that new colour and just crack on with your own, uh, down your, with your old ways and your same path. Um, I'm very much the opposite, I'm very much like, whoa, what's this? Like, oh, okay, you know, get to know it, like, what's it about? Let's understand it, let's learn about it. What's this new colour got to offer, do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, break, breaking the mould a little bit, getting out there, and um yeah taking some risks taking some chances yeah which is um yeah something i've I've done plenty of times um showing you an example uh when i was like 20 when i was 21 i had i think it was like three four hundred quid in my bank account i was with my girlfriend at the time and uh we just chucked a little you know a volkswagen fox little like yeah, little, little polo yeah. just that that was the car i had at the time we're like let's move to portugal let's go I mean, this is before Brexit when everything was a bit more simple. And um, yeah, just chucked all our stuff in the car, like almost all, yeah, almost all, all our stuff, and just drove as far south as we could, all the way through France, all the way down through Spain until we hit Portugal. Uh, we ended up in Lagos. Uh, and yeah, we had nowhere to live, nowhere to work. And just, I remember driving there, finally getting to the, the, the end destination where you just, you know, hit the water, you sat on the beach, we both get out of the car, and then go sit down, roll a joint. Just like, 
shit. <laughs> We're here now, do you know what I mean? Like, what are we going to do? But within a week, just, you know, a bit of networking, going out, meeting people. You had a place to live, had a job. We're all set up. And that was life for the next six months until we ran out of money and had to come back. Big risk. Big yeah. risk. And you've got to be a, but, but a little bit crazy. But what, what's the negative in that? What, what lads has come out of that? I mean, yeah, nothing. That was yeah, awesome. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Um, yeah, it's uh, just things like that, like, I don't know. It's very compelling for me to do. I don't know why. Like, I just... I feel very compelled to do things like that. Um, yeah, I just want to have like cool. Like, that was the thing when I was growing up. I was like, I want to be that guy who's like got some like cool stories. Do you know what I mean? Like it's very like simple. It's just like oh, I just I want to have something cool to say. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's led me to it's led me to do some some pretty some pretty cool stuff. Um, so yeah, no, it's been uh, it's been, it's been colourful so far, and uh, yeah. We'll see. Every day, every day is a new day. Do you know what I mean? I'm, mm. I'm, I try and make every day as interesting as possible. Yeah, I do. I do think on the topic of risk taking, mm -hmm. we as a society are far too risk averse today. Yep. And it doesn't make sense because in this world today, yep. it's, it's the safest life yeah, yeah, there's yeah, ever yeah, been. Yeah. yeah so the it. doors are open for you to mm. be able to take risks. Absolutely. The example I always give to people because people do worry about money so much. That's yeah. maybe the the area of their life they're willing to take risks in the least. Yeah. And that's a great example that you just used about going to Portugal. £300 in the bank. Yeah, something like that. Not a lot. <laughs> going to yeah. a country you've never been yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. most people, 99% of people are going to be thinking, that's such a dangerous situation. You yeah. get to Portugal, yeah. no money in the bank. Yeah. What happens? Yeah. You become stranded in Portugal, homeless in Portugal. Yeah, yeah, Where, Where's yeah. the money going to come from? Yeah. And and this is what I said. And I always, I said this when um, I left the job in London. Mm. When I left uh, the law firm, <clears throat> people were saying, what are you going to do for money? What are you going to do for money? One, well, number one, I'm in a very fortunate position where I can go back live with my family. Yeah. There was no prospect of me being homeless. But even yeah. if yeah. you didn't have that to fall back on, what yeah. I said to people, and it was obviously easy for me to say, but I, I stand by it uh, to this day. It is so difficult to go homeless in this day and age. Yeah. And yeah. You're, you're almost living proof of that. Yeah. So I want to use you as a case study. Yeah. Going to yeah. Portugal, so little money. Yeah. So many things could go wrong. Yeah. In this world today, money is so abundant. You'll not that anyone could become a millionaire overnight. Yeah. You'll always be able to find yeah. just something to get you by. Yeah. There's 100%. so much safety and security. You know, financial institutions. You'll always be able to take out a loan. Obviously, yes, that you know. Mm. I'm not saying go get a payday loan each month in order to fuel, you know, you, your whatever yeah. craziness you want to embark on. But I think some people are way too far the other way. Yeah. They they think if I don't have my monthly paycheck. If I miss that for a month, if I get laid off, my life's going to fall apart. I'm going to end up on the streets. And I just think in this day and age, it's so difficult to actually get to that point. So use that to your advantage and say to yourself, if there's something I want to do, like drive to Portugal on a whim, yep. I'm going to take that opportunity and do it. Absolutely. Because the, <laughs> take those risks. Yeah, you can, you're in a world today where you can afford to a lot more than we could you know, back in the day. I always say to people as well, if you're born in the UK, you, you automatically straight out of the womb, like you've sort of won the lottery in a way. Mm. Do you know what I mean? The pound is strong. It's a good currency to have. Um, no tornadoes. Yeah, no, yeah, no yeah, coyotes yeah. That yeah, 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 alive. yeah, yeah. You know, it's there, is, nice there is poverty, but not, yeah. you know, there's not really absolute poverty in the way yeah. there is in like no. India, Africa, places like that. You've got the NHS, you know, if you're abroad, everything goes tits up. You can come back, you've got free healthcare. Like, 
it's a, it's a very good base to have. So yeah, in the sense that you've won the lottery, like so you know, take you can afford to take risks more so than not if you're if you're born in the UK, if your main uh, you know your currency is pound sterling. Um, yeah, just more well most places in the world you go and you're you've got more money than you would have done. Do you know what I mean? So uh, yeah, I feel like if yeah if you're born in the UK, you should, you should really you really get out there and and, uh, and take advantage of that as much as possible. Uh, but yeah, again, just, I don't know, some people, some people don't want to, some people mm. just, they, they're, they're very complacent. I think it's comfort, yeah. man. People, people get too comfortable. <clears throat> yeah, we are. We yeah, are. We get are too comfortable. comfortable. We've, we've like, as humans, in a way, like, we've evolved to seek comfort, but now it's going too far in the opposite. We, we hit that a long time ago and now, now we're getting too comfortable. And we're starting to see some, maybe some declines in, I don't know, just general well-being, I think. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I've, I've, I've got a very uh, pessimistic uh, view of uh, just generally the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 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 it's unfortunate <laughs> to say that well, I, yeah, I share sure. that view as well. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think, I think we're on the decline. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> people want to throw economic statistics around and all of this stuff. You know, new te- technological advancements, whatever, keep them. Because yeah. at the end of the day, if you're not healthy, you're not winning in any form whatsoever. No. And we've already said, you, yeah. you look outside, you walk down the street. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Society is not a picture of human health. It's yeah. far from it. Yeah, man. 100%. And, and modern living is the result of that. Lack of sunlight. Not a, you know, not a natural whole foods diet, real food, people aren't eating real foods, yeah. lack of exercise, stuck mm-hmm. inside all day, staring into a screen, sedentary, all of this stuff, it's having a massive effect. Yeah. And if this is what it's like now, 25 years down the line, it's ugly to think about. Yeah, we've, yeah, we've evolved. I, when I look at psychology, I take very much the evolutionary perspective on more or less everything. We've humans have evolved for millions of years, certain processes, whatever, uh, to adapt to the environment around them. And it comes down to the end of the day is what's best for reproduction and survival. Um, somewhere along the line, we've strayed. We hit that point where everything was sweet, and I feel like now. I think technology has got a big part to play in it. Uh, yeah, with the induction of whatever smartphones, social media, everything. I just feel like it's a catalyst for just chaos. Absolutely, and not chaos. the not the Matt Lock kind. No, no, but, uh, yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no. Bad, bad. It's bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah Even me, like chaos. you know, I study. I, I'm, I'm fairly well read on my. Um, I'm doing it for my project at the moment for my degree, uh, just like social media and its interaction with human psychology. I'm very well read on like the dangers, and I feel like I can I can take a step back and I recognise what's going on. I understand the processes. It's very addictive, and you know you've got X Y Z happening when you're staring at a screen. I still I scroll on Instagram. I know it's terrible. Like yeah. it's so bad for you. I'm still scrolling. You still get pulled into it. And I know about it. I'm like, I, I should, oh, man, it's, yeah. it's, it's but, bad. But that shows how powerful it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we know, yeah. We, we, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. There's some people out there, and I can't believe this is a point of contention, 
that think it doesn't matter what you eat as long as you stay under your calories, you're absolutely sound. Yeah. So you can have a McDonald's if you don't have anything else for the rest of the day. Yeah. Thankfully, we have common sense and we know a McDonald's is unhealthy for us. No it matter is. how much of it you're having. It is, yeah. I still have a McDonald's. Yeah, but I still have McDonald's. Yeah, if I'm hungover, if I'm hungover, I'm just like, I'm yeah. not eating healthy, crazy, get me McDonald's. So the, <laughs> fact, the fact that you know how addictive yeah. and how negative from a psychological perspective, yeah. minus doom scrolling, as they call it, minus yeah, scrolling man. on Instagram or TikTok is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And despite me knowing how unhealthy a McDonald's is, you still doom scroll. Yeah. I still eat a McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. That shows how powerful it is. And obviously, it's, it's God, about, it you know, you can't good. just say, oh, it's so powerful. You know, yeah. it's out of our hands. It, it, yeah. It's more powerful than our self control. Yeah. It's not. You've got to take accountability at, yeah. at the end of the day. But it just goes to show how much of a struggle it is to actually lead, lead a healthy lifestyle in yeah. this society today. Discipline. Even if you're aware of the, the dangers. Try yeah, and man. navigate through them and try and come out of each day saying, yeah. yeah, every decision I made is a healthy one. Yeah, yeah. Is, is a task to do. And it goes out the, yeah, sometimes it just goes out the window. If I have a bad sleep, if my sleep's not very good, I just, everything just, everything just falls apart. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, ah, yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to go and go to the shop and just get some whatever. Just, yeah. Um, I, but one thing is like knowing and like realizing what is happening then a lot of people they're just gonna like cruise through just cruise through life and just just consume and it it kind of it frustrates me because like you don't know how how good you could be feeling right now you know that's it i I think you know like a lot of people don't realize yeah i i don't know i try not to you know if i'm meeting someone new if i'm chatting someone i try not to like bore them because i feel i do i do get like passionate about it i'm like come on man like do jujitsu, like do something. Do you know what I mean? Like do it. And again, like no one, I've never, no one who I've put on to jujitsu has ever turned around and been like, oh no, I didn't like it. Everyone loves it. It's not just because of that's the sport. It's because of just the, the exercise and the feeling you're getting out of it. Community. Everything, man. It's exactly what you need. The phones aren't on the mat, like most of the time anyway. The phones are, if they are on the mats, do you know what I mean? It's a no one's like sat there yeah. scrolling no, no, I mean? no one's doom scrolling whilst they're rolling no 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 if they are they're yeah. actually quite talented yeah so yeah yeah absolutely absolutely but um yeah and i think that that sense of community that skin on skin contact here just like a bunch of humans together like just rolling around playful you know just being very play- it's a very yeah. playful thing but at the same time with the sense of competitive competitiveness as well i think like that is exactly what you need in modern society to try and like hold on to that tether of uh of of yeah instead of the way in which things seem to be going um so yeah that's that's another thing why another another reason why it it gets addictive um so yeah i don't know i don't know yeah how did you how did you get into mma and jiu-jitsu anyway i'm I'm intrigued to know that (coughs) how did i yeah um well i became a when i was in year nine so i was 13 years old. Yeah. I watched the Rocky movies. Oh, sick. And I was like, old oh, school, man. Okay. Yeah, I want to learn how to box. Yeah, okay, yeah, sick. Yeah, I want to learn how to box. Um, my mum wouldn't let me go to boxing. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Thuggish. My yeah. mum, you know, my mum hates violence. Yeah, okay. All, all that stuff. So she wouldn't let me go to boxing. Yeah, she's thinking of your precious little brain. Yes. Yeah, that she. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, you know, yeah, it's man. a fair point. Yeah, it's it is. a fair point. Fuck yeah. 100%. 
Um, but then a few months later, I watched Warrior. Have you seen Warrior with Tom Hardy? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good yeah. film. And yeah. that was just a few months later. And I was like, okay, no, this is what I want to do. Uh, okay, sick. So, so, so yeah, that yeah, one, I've yeah. been watching like Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao on YouTube yeah. after I'd watched the Rocky movie. Sweet. Because it was their era. But I watched Warrior and I was mm. like, no, this, something about that. Yeah. Um, not just punching, but kicking and all these choke holds and grappling yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I was like, yeah, 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 that's what I want to do. Sweet. Um, and it was probably about 18 months to two years later, my mum finally let me start kickboxing and doing a bit of nogi at like a local place. Nice. And from the ages of like 15 to 18. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I only trained like twice a week, but I've got to thank my coaches there. They gave me a very good base, um, despite quite limited training time and being uh, very young. You know what I mean? I wasn't training to compete. I was just training for fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so I trained in nogi and uh, kickboxing at a very small gym, local to me, between 15 and 18. That gave me a good base. Went to university, um, you know, got a girlfriend who kind of discouraged me from the gym, just wanted to spend all time with me. So okay, then that okay, okay. away, that slipped away. Holding you back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Dark times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that pulled me away from it. And then even after that relationship ended, I didn't really go back into it. I was focusing on my degree. Yep. And then around about that time, I started thinking about what I wanted to do for a job. Hmm. And I was doing a law degree and I thought, okay, I guess I should become a lawyer. Yeah. And then I watched Suits. It's funny, isn't it, how much movies influence you? Yeah, man. Because, you know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I watched Rocky and Warrior and I wanted to be, you know, a UFC champion. Yeah, yeah. And then I watched <laughs> yeah. Suits and I was like, oh, I want to be a, a corporate lawyer. Yeah, yeah that's that's uh, that's yeah, where man. the real social learning, man. Yeah, in life social is. learning, yeah. Yeah, that's that's where the top of the hierarchy is. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so then I went on the path of pursuing corporate law and all of that yep. stuff. Wasn't training whilst I was doing that. Mm -hmm. I got my training contract mm -hmm. for my place at the firm in London. Yeah, but there was a a gap year between me finishing my degree and then me doing law school because they fund your law school for you. Mm -hmm. um, you do it under a, spe a specific program for the firm, all that kind of stuff. So I had twelve months to kill. Okay. Uh, and I thought, okay, I'm just going to I'm gonna start training again. You just went balls to the wall, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, it, and it was that. And I, yeah. obviously, I'd still been a fan of the UFC this whole time. I'd been a fan of the UFC since I um, watched Warrior. Yeah. I'd been a fan of the UFC the whole time, but I'd fallen out of training. But I was still, you know what I mean? I was still watching the fights every weekend. I was still a yeah. massive fan. So, because I'm trying to remember what it was that spurred me to start training again yeah. but it must have just been okay i've got the time now i've yeah. got nothing to do for 12 months Happy days. until i start law school yeah 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 um and i watched joe rogan found yeah. out that yeah. dan hardy was opening a gym oh, pretty that, close to home that's half that's an hour away actually perfect yeah. mate yeah and i actually tell a lie my brother told me about dan hardy opening a gym because he'd heard it on joe rogan okay. i watched the episode that's so sick. i'm give credit to my brother that's sick um and then i just went up there one monday and yeah, the rest is history. Started training yeah, man. four, five days a week. That quickly turned into six days a week. Yeah, uh, sick. Law school came around, was very unenthused by it. Yeah. Then, you know, my time to move down to London and actually start lawyering came around. Yep. And the priorities had just completely. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. On absolutely. Their head. Pursue what you love. Like, exactly. You're passionate about something. It, it goes very, back to that. It goes back important. to that. I, 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 I struggle to put effort into anything that I'm not truly passionate Absolutely, about. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, would, I never want to be in a job that I don't want to be in. 
exactly that's gonna kill me that's gonna yeah. kill me like living for the weekend and stuff like that if you're doing nine to five and you're not happy or you've not at least like got some some like real outlet that you can just let yourself go in through like whatever sport that may be um yeah no I, yeah that would be my worst nightmare that was my worst nightmare yeah, yeah. And i don't think i'd let myself get there so i'd, I'd quit but no enough of this well that's i, I don't think i could because yeah. i did five months at the firm stuck it out i, I could do five months because i knew there was an end date because i knew i was going to leave and yeah you know, i spoke to the firm they're very understanding um got it all hashed out and uh yeah it was it was five months that i was actually down there um but looking back on it now, there's no way that I could go back into a nine to five. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, nine to five, five days a week, long term. Not that I couldn't do it for a month or two months or even six months or a year. Yeah. But if I didn't have anything else to pursue and it was like, this is what you're faced with for the rest of your life until you're 75 years old, I'm not doing it. I'm going out into the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Learning it on the fly yeah. and just living as we're supposed to. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're supposed yeah to. man. 100%. 100%. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Spear in hand. Yeah. Fishing, hunting. Yeah. And, Sunning uh, your genitals, man. Yeah, that's Yo, it. Just lying go. on your back, yeah. opening your legs. Yeah. Letting, <laughs> letting the sun do its work. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a picture of human health. Yeah, we've You'll lost have clarity that. Clarity of mind. Yeah. Community. I think it was, I saw you. I saw you follow that guy called Carnivore Aurelius. Yeah, yeah. He's good. On, um, he's good. And I, I and I think you might have shared something. Anyway, I looked at it and I was like, oh, like this page is like pretty sick actually. Like it, it kind of jives with a lot of um, a lot of what I like to. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, there's yeah something about selling your genitals. And I'm like, yeah. what's that? What? Like, nah, surely not. And I was I was in France for the summer, and you got like some nice sun in the mountains in the summer. So yeah, man, just gave it just gave it a go. And I was like, I don't know. I was, was pretty, I was pretty horny the rest of the day. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. And this would be, this is gonna, this is probably where we're gonna lose a lot of people if we haven't yeah. already lost <laughs> yeah. Because this, this is going more and more left field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, yeah. it does mean, it, 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 it sounds yeah. crazy. Yeah. But uh, there's actually, there's so many, um, not ancient scriptures, although I'm sure it's uh, detailed in ancient scriptures as well. They found cave drawings mm. in multiple places all over the world, ancient cave drawings yeah. and engravings, which are depictions of people sunning their genitals. Yeah, man. So this was a practice that humans had yeah. been doing tens of thousands of years, if not longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, mate, that year, because I, I came about it through Carnivore Realist, but some other um, like influencers in that space, mm -hmm. if that's what you want to call them, and obviously, I, I, I just love spending time in the sun. Anyway, who doesn't? Yeah. Uh, yeah, tried it. If, if, if you want just my personal account of it, I felt amazing. Yeah, man. And then if you want the scientific uh, evidence to back it up, I had my blood work done that year. Oh, my sick. testosterone and vitamin D was through the roof. Right. Okay, cool. That's cool. That's good to yeah. know. Yeah, that's cool to know. Through the roof. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I just... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just general... Same with the, like, the ice baths and stuff like that. You just, yeah. you just feel like a little bit upbeat maybe for, mm. for the rest of the day and the science yeah. is coming you know the, yeah. the people that need the science that can't do because at the end of the day to me it's common sense I, I don't need a study to tell me going out into the sun yeah it's good for me we've lived under it forever yeah. it's our energy source it's yeah. our life source it's how plants grow yeah you don't think it's how humans grow yeah um and thrive ice baths yeah when were we having a warm shower yeah yeah well yeah ten thousand years ago 
when, when were we having a warm shower? Not, not in England, we weren't. No. If, if you, you know, you were maybe having a warm dip in the sea, yeah. if you, you know, were, the were near the equator. One or two, yeah, yeah. So the fact that ice baths, I don't need someone to tell me that cold water is good for me mm-hmm. because cold water we were always exposed to it and we had to expose ourselves to cold water and like yeah. you said it's all evolutionary it's how the body it adapts is. the mind and body it adapts it is to make use of the situation that it yeah. is placed in and we've been placed in the earth mm-hmm. since the dawn of humanity and yeah. before this is this is the, the environment we've evolved to live in Absolutely. so sunlight cold water yeah all of these things you don't, you don't need a study. But if you do, the studies yeah. are now coming out. People yeah. like Andrew Huberman yeah. are bringing light to them in a really good way, I think. Um, talk about the benefits of cold exposure. And, you know, getting, waking up in the morning, getting outside, getting sunlight in your eyes, how important that is for your yeah. sleep, all yeah. that stuff. And so, not being yeah. stacked on top of each other in this. I, like, I, mean, I live in Nottingham now for uni, and I live in like a, almost, not like a block of flats, but like there's people around like living on top of me next to me da, 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 whatever the fact that i don't know i've never seen the people that live above me freaks me out like i feel like there's probably a part of your brain which doesn't quite shut off you know like your amygdala whatever the, the ancient part of your brain your fight or flight whatever your animal Those your animal sensor parts of the brain yeah yeah like we evolved in small tribes we're supposed to live in small tribes, like modern living, city living, not knowing all these people that are living and existing around you, walking down the street, there's thousands of people like walking towards you. Like, it's just, I don't think this is, I don't think it's the way forward. I think it's really, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. And you thought you were saying you went to London and you didn't like it. Yeah. No. Uh, Yeah, I don't, I would never, I would never live in London, man. Like even Nottingham, like, I picked to go to uni and not, I could have gone to uni in like Manchester. I lived in Manchester for a little bit, to be fair, when I was a bit younger, um, just for only like six months or something. But like, it was just so big. And walking around, I'm like, oh, I don't, that's too much. Like, uh, there's too much going on. There's too, there's too many people. Some people love it. Some people thrive in it. I don't know. I just think, well, there's something yeah. about it that it gets your adrenaline going. Yeah. Because that's what drew me to London in the first place. Yeah. Like I said, I've been influenced by, you know, yeah. what I've seen on TV. Yeah. I was like, oh, that looks like a powerful, yeah, know, that looks yeah. like a powerful lifestyle. Power was the yeah. word. That looks yeah. like a powerful lifestyle. Because yeah. it wasn't that I thought, oh, that looks like a fulfilling lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. It was it was different to fulfill. It wasn't, oh, it looks fulfilling. It looks meaningful. It's like, that looks, that yeah. looks cool. That looks powerful. Yeah. It looks like a pinnacle for sure. Mm. Um, and you go to London, you know, I'd go to London, you go to fir- you know, open days at a variety of firms. You'd get off the tube massive skyscrapers the hustle and bustle it gets your adrenaline going you yeah. feel like you're part of something bigger yeah and it feels like the center this is yeah this man is the place you're to at be. the core yeah of what's going on. you're at the yeah. core and you're at the height of what's yeah, going on man. so i understand why yeah. people like it yeah but um the difference for me the difference between going there for the day and experiencing that and then having to live there. And I did yeah. I did change as a person a lot mm-hmm. on, a, on a deep level between, yeah. like I said, getting that contract and then actually moving down and starting the job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me then, living there was a whole other ball game yeah, than man. just going there for the day. It was like, mm-hmm. no, I want to wake up in relative peace and quiet. I yeah. want to be exposed to the sun. I want to you know wake yeah. up and see a tree, not a... This this plant this flower in a plant pot. Yeah. And I looked at I looked at um plants in plant pots. Yeah. 
you know, trees embedded into concrete. And yeah. I thought, we are exactly the same. Yeah. You're not in your natural environment. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm not either. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's something that I thought regularly. Yeah. And it's true. It's just, true. Whether people want to admit that or not, it's true. Yeah, man. Absolutely. I think um cool thought I had the other day actually was like uh you know, like mushrooms have um like mycelium that like spreads over the whole earth. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel like uh, it was just a thought I had the other day. I was like, oh, maybe like humans are like a little bit of a, an extension of mycelium. Do you know what I mean? Mm. In some way, all uh, like all connected in some some weird little tether. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, I, was, I listened to a little bit of that mushroom guy you had on. Uh, what was it like a week like the other day? Yeah, some, yeah, some mushroom guy. Yeah, guys okay. out foraging. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I listened to a bit of that. I'm actually growing my own uh, lion's mane in my room. Hot. Yeah, Whoa, yeah, lions, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. My mum got That's me a little cool. lion's mane uh, pack for Christmas. Yeah. So yeah, I'm growing a bit of lion's mane around. But like, estate age probably come around showing people around. Like, wow. Place just full of fun. Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is cool. Uh, yeah, the, the lion's mane sounds like the like the the, the ultimate mushroom. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It sounds like you know, was it? It regenerates your neurons. It gets your uh, gets your brain more or less back in order people use it to almost like reverse some signs of brain damage and dementia man. yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, I read about it a while ago um yeah i can't i don't have on hand because you've not got uh, the lines made in you bro that's that's why. it that's <laughs> it i'll be able to recall everything yeah absolutely, but, uh, absolutely. But yeah it's uh, it's definitely something that's coming um becoming quite prominent lots of yeah. people taking lines main supplements and that kind of uh, yeah. thing and seeing good results what supplements do you take uh so Cost is obviously a prohibition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with this, there, there are some uh, that I would uh, experiment. Things like Sistanch, uh, Tonkatali, yeah, those kind of things. Um, that are more kind of like biohacking ones, that are less fundamental, that are more biohacking. That yeah, I'd yeah. Um, like to try at some point um, if I had a bit more money to experiment with them. Mate, if I if I had, if I won the lottery, I'd be straight down to Holland and Barrett. Yeah, yeah. To be completely, to be honest, yeah. and this goes against what we've been saying about being natural and everything. But if I won the lottery tomorrow, yeah. I'm straight on the TRT, <laughs> yeah. straight to ADCC. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. I'm nothing. I'm nothing but a hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it tells what I, uh, I take. So my supplements are quite min- uh, quite minimal. Yep. Because I get pretty much everything that I need from my diet. Good stuff. So I used to take a multivitamin. Mm-hmm. Don't take that anymore. What I do take is vitamin D. Yes. Because none of us get enough sunlight exposure. Especially through the winter, man. Especially My through God. the winter. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's they, bad. they tell you the limit's 4,000 yeah. IUs. Um, for a few years, I was taking 5,000 IUs a day. I've got that down to 4,000 IUs. If I have an illness or something, yeah. I'll rocket that up to like 20,000 IUs. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't experience any side effects from that. Mm. Uh, I've recently started taking boron. Because there's lots of studies, because boron is a, a difficult mineral to acquire because, yeah. because of the, uh, what's the word, the desecration of the topsoil. The, yeah. the soil that food is grown in yes. is nowhere near as nutritious as it used to be because okay. because of uh, crop cycles, it's just yeah, getting churned over so and over much. again. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's losing its quality. Boron is something you'd get from the soil. Yeah. So a lot of people that are taking boron are seeing really good effects, especially on the testosterone levels. Yeah, okay. I've got to admit, I heard Chris Williamson uh, saying how he had his blood work done and um, I forgot what company it was with, but he, he was able to double his testosterone without taking TRT yeah. um, through 
numerous supplements that this company recommended. One of them was a uh, pharmaceutical grade magnesium right. that had a better absorption rate, and the other one was a boron supplement. Okay. So that was the thinking behind that was the thinking behind adding a boron supplement in. Yep. Um, but other than that, that that's all I'm taking at the moment: vitamin D and boron. Obviously, I suppose these classes supplements as well: taurine, creatine, yeah, okay, yeah. aminos yeah. that I have along with nice. whey protein in the morning to bump, uh, bump up the protein numbers. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, but like I said, most of it I get from my diet. Mm. So I have a lot of raw egg yolks. Oh, which, which are like nature's multivitamin, okay. you know, from choline, you know, yeah. vitamin B, yeah. um, E, you know, they've got almost a little bit of everything in. Yeah. Liver, everyone knows me as liver. the raw liver guy. Yeah. That, again, is nature's multivitamin, abundant in vitamin A, which, again, is something that's very difficult to get. Abundant okay. in vitamin A, um, copper, which mm. is very difficult to get as well. Steak, you've got all your B vitamins, you've got your zinc, you've yeah. got your iron. And then raw milk as well. I drink two litres of raw milk a day when I'm not having to cut weight for competition. Oh, shit. Again, abundance in vitamin A. Two litres. Two litres a day. Dang. And it goes down like water. It was difficult yeah. at first, but it goes down like water. I don't raw milk. Yeah, yeah. I, do, I, I drink whole some. milk. Yeah, I drink whole milk. I don't drink yeah. raw milk. I'll have, to, I'll have to get you some. Because obviously yeah. when they pasteurise it, yeah. um, basically all the nutrition gets taken out of it. Right. Obviously you still got your proteins, carbs and fats. Yeah. But there's a lot of vitamin A. Yeah, in, in raw milk, mm. uh, vitamin D as well, and obviously all the good bacteria as well. That all gets taken away. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, and then some other uh, foods as well that I have: raw honey, so honey that's, that's not heated. Sick. That's got lots of antioxidants. Yeah, lots of antibacterial properties. So I, I thankfully, I, I can't pretend to be the mastermind behind this. My, my brother's very deep into nutrition, cool. so he helps guide me a lot on uh, on this stuff. Yeah, but um, I've, I've got a diet where. I get pretty much everything I need. And yeah. like I said, perfect. All, all I'm taking at the moment, a bit of vitamin D mm. and uh, and boron. Okay, yeah. sweet. What Happy about days. you? Oh, it's just vitamin D, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like some omega 3. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Again, like I just, I'm, I'm skin. I'm skin. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Cost good, is a. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I've, got, I've got a good diet. Uh, yeah, I just eat just pretty clean, like 90% of the time. Um, what do you like to eat on a. Oh, on a day's day. Man, do you know what, man? Everyone is hating on me right now because, and has been since uh, since I started uni. Maybe it's the age difference. I don't know. Oh, I'm a slow cooker guy, man. Yeah. Fuck okay. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. I like, Put I'm it in there in the morning. Forget about it. All the ingredients you're chucking in. Do you know what I mean? I'm chucking my meat, whatever, some veggies, da, 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 some spices, some seasonings, all that sort of stuff. Do that in the afternoon. Come back from training, battered at like ten at like ten at night, and I've got a meal ready. What's wrong? What, what are you hating on me? Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong? Oh, sorry. You want to go and like cook your meal there, <coughs> eat it. There's like not well, enough. What's the thing? The then they're not going home and cooking your meal because they're getting McDonald's on the way home. Ah, exactly. Sure, yeah. I'd go for it. Well, have, why cook yeah. something slow yourself? Exactly. You know, exactly. Exactly. Homemade, when where you can have McDonald's it now. Can cook something quickly. Exactly. You. When you can have it now, but. Yeah, no, like the, I, I do just anything in the slow cooker, whatever, it's curry, chilies, all that stuff. Um, quite heavily meat orientated. Um, and yeah, same thing more or less every day. Just like before I go training, some like feta, olive, stuff like that. Basically, like anything that Eddie Abu says, basically. Like yeah, he's saying, a yeah, great yeah. guy. He's a great guy. I like it. He's doing a lot of good. I like it. I like it. And mm -hmm. there's people hating on him. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, he's. I think what he preaches is good. 
Yeah. Yeah. And he's very open, you know, like he, he did a lot of steroids back in the day. He's a bodybuilder, you know, that was his thing. But look at him now, man. The guy's, I don't know how old he is, probably in his 60s. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's 60 years old. Shredded. Shredded. Jacked. Another good one, uh, that silverback Tarzan. Do you follow him? No, I Do you no, know? No, no, I'll have to look No, you're going to like him. You're going to like yeah, him. Yeah, okay. man. No, the guy, he's like, uh, I don't know, he might be on TRT, which I'm not sure, but he's, <laughs> yeah, he's like, he must be at least late 50s, 60, jacked. Like mm. just handstands, like um, a lot of calisthenics, good diet. He, yeah, he's just another one of those personalities that uh, that you're seeing coming through on Instagram now. That's the good thing about the the, the social media and the that, using that as a tool for for bettering yourself. You know, like there's so many you can gain again perspective, which is a good thing from so many people. Like people doing live in different ways. Um, feeding like new relevant information that people can use to like better themselves and things like that. Just unfortunately, like a big, uh, just a majority of it is just mindless, processed information, you know. So, but he's adding no real value. To no, you. but it's so good to look at. Yeah, it's so oh, good. The dopamine circuitry. It's so good. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Just giving you yeah 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 mate you're you're fighting it's you versus like a supercomputer do you know what i mean Mm. like these companies uh whatever meta facebook what the best they are spending billions just so they get the psychology of the app correct you know they've got the money to spend on the people that know how to manipulate uh your your pathways your brain pathways what's going to keep you coming back you know i think um have you seen the social dilemma social dilemma on netflix no okay it's just a uh, uh, smartphone social media uh, documentary about some guy i think he works at google or something or facebook and he quit the job because he didn't like the, the ethics that were going on behind the scenes and uh, yeah he was saying basically they spent millions getting the exact shade of blue for the facebook logo that's going to hook you and keep you coming back bang straight off the bat before you've even opened the app you're getting like some crazy shade of blue that's going to get you in. And then suddenly from there, you're, do you know what I mean? Yeah, then, then you're away. It's the, it's the induction of the, the reels and stuff like that as well, that just like quick, you don't even have time before the next reels up. And it's a completely different thing. <coughs> and it knows exactly what I want to see. I've had it a few times recently. I'm about to put my phone down. I'm, like, I'm done scrolling now, but to put my phone down. And then bang, they just, they just throw down the wild card. And I'm like, oh, God, there's some, there's a cat like dancing or some crazy. I don't know. It's just, I like it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Um, what's also interesting as well. The um, have you seen like the the difference between TikTok in China and TikTok in like the West or like the UK? Okay, no. so they've got TikTok in China. TikTok is like Chinese, right? It's like some Chinese. Yeah, it's owned yeah. by, by yeah. dance. Yeah. So TikTok in China. So TikTok in TikTok in UK, US, whatever in the West. It's all you know, just girls shaking their ass, whatever, just, just mindless shit, people dancing, doing stupid dances. Whereas like TikTok in China is all about um, like reaching your potential, academic pursuits, sports pursuits. They're using the same technology to build up good habits and good, like a, a powerful population. And they're using that same technology over here to just like degrade us yeah. do you know what i mean to send us in the wrong direction um i heard a good one today on uh joe rogan he was saying like if you take two ships and you turn 
was it? We take two ships and turn one of them off by degree and like let those two ships continue on. Like after a period of time, like one ship's gonna be on this track and the other one's gonna be like way off yeah. over there just because you've changed it like by that one little degree. I think that's kind of maybe what could be happening with um with uh things like TikTok and stuff, you know, they're they're using that maybe as a little bit of a weapon to kind of like tear away at the fabric of, mm. of the society over here whilst they're using that same technology to to build themselves up. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I listen to a bit <laughs> I listen to a bit of Alex Jones. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like oh yeah, I don't know. I I, I like my YouTube. I like my YouTube. Mm. I get lost in my YouTube, my podcast, yeah. everything. If I'm rocking around like I don't really listen to music too much. I'm more just I'm just listening to podcasts. Um which I think is good. Um, the only thing I do worry about sometimes is like, what is this constant information flow doing to my brain? You know, because you're nonstop bombarding yourself with information through like through your ears like all day. And you, I think it's good because I'm learning different things. And um, well, I I know what you mean though because I, I do the same thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I watch a lot of or listen to a lot of podcasts, and then sometimes I think. When's too much? Yeah. When, when am I when am I consuming too much information? Yeah, yeah. And you know, most of the time it's because I'll listen to audio books. You know, Robert Greene. Yeah. Uh, you know, like books on stoicism by uh, Ryan Holiday, that kind of stuff, and then yeah. podcasts like Chris Williamson's, Andrew Huberman's, mm. Peter Tier, and other doctors and scientists. All you know, good information. Um, and then like I listen to an Andrew Tate podcast. Yeah. And then that leads to another Andrew Tate podcast. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. Okay, so I've spent the past three car journeys listening to Andrew Tate, and I like a lot of what he has to say. It's very yeah. motivating. Yeah. I think he does yeah. have a good message. Yeah. You know, some parts more than others. Yeah. Um, but that's not educational in the same way. No, it's not no. benefiting me in the same way that yeah. listening to an Andrew Huberman episode on the benefits of caffeine or how mm. to prevent colds and flus. Yeah. Uh, a longevity episode by Peter Atiyah, that kind of thing. It's not benefiting me in that way. I'm yep. not expanding or advancing myself yep. intellectually. Yeah, that's more in the enjoyment category. Yeah, yeah. And again, someone like him, like I said, I do like a lot of what he has to say, but you've got to listen to that with a very conscious mind. Absolutely, because you can't you can't take anything with gospel. But yeah. some someone like him, he has some good things to say and he has some bad things to say. Yeah. and you've got to have your mind switched on so you can filter through that and go. Yeah, mm, you know, give it the smell, give it the rub test, and go. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I should take that away. That's that's a yeah. good thing to take away. That that's probably not so good. He's probably just saying yeah. it to be controversial. Yeah. Whenever I um, whenever I hear there's a controversial uh, personality in the whatever sphere of what's going on, do you know what I mean? Uh, I always like to if they're trying to be censored, if there's something going on with them, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to look at this. I'm going to look at this as objectively as possible. I'm going to go away. I'm going to listen to them long form. I want to hear exactly what they have to say. What exactly is they are preaching that's it not the five second reel that you saw on instagram no. the full no. in context because they did discussion. it they did it they did it with they did it with joe rogan man they chopped him up in thousands of hours of him talking they chopped it up into like 10 seconds of him saying some crazy shit and people formulate their whole idea of who he is based on that if people chopped up what i'd said no one, I wouldn't have any friends. There'll be some sound, but you you can take a lot of Oh, yeah. Said on oh, no, I've kept it clean, so I've, <laughs> I've kept it clean. I'm like, who's going to listen to this shit? I better not. Like, But anyway, yeah, if people chopped up what I'd said over the course of years and put them into a reel, I wouldn't have any, like, no one would think I'm a 
decent person. I think about no, no, no one who, who hasn't said something exactly in private that if it was taken out yeah. of context and put in the public domain, yeah, 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 that someone wouldn't go, Oh my god, yeah. they're a heinous person, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, yeah. it's just you know, you don't have a microphone in your face, exactly. And that happened with and when before in human history have you had anything being able to be recorded and broadcasted on such a big and, and obviously, you know, people like Joe Rogan and now, you know, us, yeah. Well, we're choosing, we're choosing to put this out. Yeah, to yeah, people. yeah. So, so you obviously are taking it on yourself. Um, but it doesn't mean it's, it's a, such a grey area ethically. How yeah. do you navigate it? Because we should have an honest conversation. Yeah. But, you know, this should be honest. Yeah. And maybe we will say things that could, you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll say things that aren't going to benefit people. Well, number one, we're imperfect. Yeah. I don't think that means we just shouldn't say anything in public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, everyone's going to be silent. No yeah. one's perfect. But as well, we can't sit here and have a discussion and try and have an honest discussion whilst making sure we don't say anything that could be taken out of context and soundbited yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in a, a negative way. It's, yeah. So yeah, I don't have the answer. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have the answer, but yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, yeah. I interrupted you. What, what, what? No, no, they, no, they, they, they've done on. it with Joe Rogan. Yeah, man, um, yeah, they chopped him up, like, you know, and then it paint, it does paint a bad picture. So when this had Andrew Tate coming into the sphere and, you know, people talking about him and he's going viral on whatever, all platforms, I don't know, I'm like, who's this guy? Okay, he's saying some crazy shit. Interesting. Like, what was, okay, that's like, what else is he saying? What, what else is going on behind the scenes? Do you know what I mean? So I go away and like, I listen to a lot of it long form. Like, okay, like, I can see what's happened here. Like, this guy... Man, like, even even like it, it is hard. It is hard to say in it because like if you are listening to something Andrew Tate related and someone like gets in the cars, then you're like, ah, I'm not listening to that. It's like, come on, come on. It's taboo. They've made, uh, yeah, you know, they've made wanna, it taboo. I just want to hear what like this guy's saying. Like, yeah. just because everyone thinks someone should be censored, like, doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to go and formulate my own opinion and go and listen to whatever. You know, but I'll deal with every, and it's, it's the same. It's not just for him. It's, it's for it's for everyone. Yeah, it's, it's an extreme viewpoint, and there's, it's, and I get it. It's influential. People are listening to him. Children are listening to him. They're getting like some the wrong ideas because there's you know children are very easily um like manipulated or not manipulated but um, impressionable impressionable influence. So I get it. It's it's not good. Like that is. I think he's really like he's really changed his tune. Like this was a lot of years ago that he was. That, that, that's it. That's the problem because yeah, it was only recently that I actually um, saw some older content from his back in the day, and I thought, mm. oh my god, what, what? no, no, this yeah. is clearly very misogynistic. I don't like this. Yeah, when you contrast yeah. that with the content he's putting out now, it's very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The content he's putting out now is is a lot more. So, so, some people would think that's crazy saying Andrew, Andrew Tate's content sensible yeah. but it's a lot more sensible yeah. it's a lot more positive he's filtered out a lot of the uh, negative misogynistic stuff that he used to talk about yeah yeah um, but then that, that's another thing as well people want to say oh you should you know you shouldn't take positive influence from yeah. the positive parts of people's messages who have done horrible things that's a hypocritical viewpoint to have yeah. because everybody you know what I mean You'll listen to a song from somebody that got put in prison for a heinous crime. Yeah. Um, you know, Mike Tyson, obviously there is some controversy about whether he, he should have been convicted. Some yeah. people dispute that. But Mike Tyson's a convicted rapist. Yeah. And um people, you know, widely love Mike Tyson now and take a lot of positive influence from what he has to say. Yeah. Um there's countless examples. You you will listen to a song, you'll watch a movie mm. that involves mm. an actor or a singer, it involves somebody that has done something heinous. Um, 
it doesn't mean you can't take positive influence away from it. And that yeah. sounds bad, yeah. but it's true, we, and we all do it. Yeah. Uh, so it's not that you should just disregard mm. several no. things that people have done. Yeah. But uh, it, it's, difficult. it's difficult dealing, again, going back yeah. to it, it's over-information. We're, we're exposed to so much information now, trying to yeah. sift through that and, yeah. and decide you know, for every piece of information that comes our way, every piece of content, whether we should consume this or not, whether it's good or not, it's a difficult yeah. thing to do. Yeah. And so, like, so if you're labeling that as bad, as a bad role model, as a bad, like, influential person or whatever it is, you know, if that's bad and it's not allowed in the mainstream and it's, you know, it's, it's different, it's, it's a different idea, it's bad, then who, you, you look at role models, people that are allowed on TV, are allowed to, produce content for it like what cardi b or Nicki Minaj? is that setting a good example yeah i don't think it is man mm. like, i don't think it's setting a good example at all but i think like having the freedom to it's all down to freedom of speech they having the freedom to choose you as a human everyone should have their own you should be able to formulate your own ideas on what's good and what's bad yourself you know like why why are you listening to I, th I think mainstream media is is falling down. It is coming to a bit of a collapse. Do you know what I mean? I, I hope I hope I, so because yeah. it's it's not news. Nah. The the media mainstream media today is not objective journalism that it used to be. Yeah. Whatever whatever that uh, kind of faded away. It's now heavily procured mm. to give you a certain message. Yeah. Almost every news site, every media site is politicized in some way. And yeah. they all have their agendas. Yeah, man. And more importantly, they just want to get you to click on it. They're trying to be controversial. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It, the news isn't the news anymore. No, it's not. Not at all. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I think like, everything to do with whatever happened with COVID and stuff, like that just absolutely just brought everything to light. Do you know what I mean? It's like, what is going on here? We've really? got the Prime Minister of the country, the leader of the country, yeah, lying man. to your face. Oh. And people still have trust in the government. Yeah, I'm not saying you can't trust everything the government does. Yeah, yeah. But, God, like, run it through your brain a bit before you blindly yeah. follow whatever they tell you to because yeah. it's been proven now that they've lied to your face. Mm -hmm. They've lied, they've lied to your face and, and they've, they've tried to do something that they either don't believe in themselves or it, they're deliberately manipulating you. Yeah. E either way, it's, you know, it just they, they haven't, they haven't uh, told you to do something out of the goodness of their heart and with sincerity and integrity. Nah, it just gets washed away. Everything gets washed away. Oh, look at this. Oh, like we've got this war now. And I think, you know, you know, the war in Ukraine, you've got the Israel-Palestine conflict. Everything just gets washed away in the in, in the river of just going on globalization everything's happening on your phone everything's you can't you get washed away Every, things happen do you know what i mean like topics change from day to day and uh things that don't get put to justice just get lost in the ether which is what russell brand does a lot he he's still reporting on things that did happen during covid that people have just forgotten about He'll sit there with a big stack of papers and he will like, okay, this happened, presenting all perspectives. Um, and he's very well read and he's very knowledgeable. Uh, and he was, I feel like he was poking the bear a little bit. Do you know what I mean? He was bringing up some topics that maybe some people weren't, uh, didn't want to be shared. So, and then they tried to shut him down as well. And like, it didn't, that's it. Yeah. You, you people have tried to shut, shut, shut him down, shut him down. Like, why? Why can't we formulate our own opinion? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. why, why does it have to get censored? Why do people have to get shut down? 
um, I think that's I think it's very dangerous. I think it's very bad. Uh, yeah, cancel culture. Yeah, that's the, yeah, it's, it's a big it's a big problem. It's a big problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, yeah, you should have autonomy to be able to choose what you decide is true or false, what's right and wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can't say freedom of speech is something I've like thought about to the point where I'm happy to kind of give a definitive opinion on it. My instinct is instinct is you should be free to say what you want. Yeah. Um, but freedom of mind is, you know, to me unequivocally something that we all have a right to maintain. Absolutely. We all have the right. We're all entitled to be able to formulate our own opinions. Sorry, I'm still getting them. Medjolink Co. is still getting them. <laughs> He's ill. Up. He's coughing up a during rolling. I was like, woof, woof. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we, we, we have the, our, the right to our own freedom of mind to not just be told something and then have to take that as gospel, yeah. but to be able to form our own opinion on it. And if we have the right of freedom of mind and freedom of speech automatically goes in tandem with that, mm. I think, because... How do we formulate opinions through yeah. discussion, yeah. through people saying things, through consuming content? Yeah. And funny, co- content now is like yeah. the word we use. It's not content; it's consuming information. Yeah, it's man. just content is the, the social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Term basically yeah. now for, uh, for for media of any kind. Yeah. So, yeah, we're all entitled to freedom of mind to formulate our own opinions, and by virtue of that, yeah, we should then be entitled to say what we want. Yeah, I've never actually thought about it as two separate constructs, but yeah, maybe what I'm referring to more is freedom of mind. Mm. You should be allowed to yeah. at least uh, take take information away. You should be allowed access to all information. You should be allowed to take that information away and uh, and yeah, and decide what you think is the outcome, whether it's good or bad or whatever, you want to take it, leave it, talk about it, you know, like free yeah, freedom of mind. That's a good that's a good sort of construct, I think, to to go by. Um so yeah. But I don't know, mate. Mm. We're try, trying to trying to set set the world to rights or whatever, as they say. It's yeah. true, isn't it? Hey, and that's what's you know. This is content, you know. Like the mm. podcast is content. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, it's all it's all just like adding to the the plethora of whatever's going on out there in the in the uh, imagined the ether. The ether, exactly, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People uh, that don't know, me and Aaron, like. Man, we've been in the trenches. We're like rivals. Yeah, yeah. With uh, yeah. three, four matches, maybe. Three, three unofficial. Yeah. Paper. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's how yeah. you want to put it. Three unofficial competition. Yeah, man. Many more now on the mats. Yeah, mate. Crazy. Crazy. Um, yeah. When did you start getting into jujitsu? You asked me. Oh, when did you start getting into jujitsu? Man, right. I started with MMA. Um, oh, <laughs> this is a good one. I. I, uh, I had sex with someone I shouldn't have, and I got beaten up. <laughs> I was like, and it was like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, was like... It, yeah it, was, it was halfway through that. I was like, she's probably going to have to fight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah, no, that was uh, that's a story in itself. <laughs> that's a long story. That's a great origin yeah, story. Yeah, no, it's funny, man. It's funny. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, uh, we're like, me and the guy, like, with the, I've not talked to him in years. Shout out to Jake if you're listening. We've not talked to like, in like 10 years, and I don't think. Um, but yeah, you hear him, he's like, the guy to beat you up. Yeah, yeah sort yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Like, I uh, yeah, I got I was, I was around my mate's house. We were all like having a smoke and that, and I got a text message. And this, this, yeah, this dude was like, "Yo, I'm fucking coming to fuck you up. I'm going to kill you." I was like, "Oh, he's like, I know what you did." I'm like, oh, 
This is such a noble origin story. You started um, no, yeah. so, you, so you were able to sleep with um, your <laughs> girlfriend. Well, not quite exactly. Yeah, but now, if I do it now, I'm just like, I'm a sweet trainer. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, he rocked up like, with all his mates and just like, oh, just, all his oh. mates. Yeah, man, because oh, okay. I was with all my mates. And so was, you're also not confident. It was a crazy, it was a crazy, and he boxed a bit and like, it was just the whole time me apologizing. I was like, I'm sorry, bro. No, I shouldn't have done it. And he's just trying to kill me. And I'm like, oh, man, like, I should probably learn. What was the and end result? What was the on the score? It was like, mate, oh, I lost decision. Yeah, I definitely lost decision. But um, ten nine. Oh, mate, I just I wasn't fighting back, bro. I was, yeah, I was, yeah. I was, I was like, I oh, it, well, that's very noble. I was like, I get it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, him, yeah. And this, him and this girl who had, yeah, that like, him and this girl like they'd just been, <clears throat> been broken up not a long time, and like you know we we're all kind of in the same friend group, and yeah, it was a bit messy, um, and yeah, me like me and this girl ended up being together for like a year or so after that. So it wasn't just like you know a quick yeah, thing. Yeah. It was like yeah, it was worth it in a sense, and. Um, uh yeah like i just realized i was like this guy was coming for me and i'm just like well like i'm not fighting back i'm in the wrong do you know what i mean it is what it is and i ended up just it made me realize i didn't come away like super hard it was on a beach actually like in full moonlight i remember this? it now in suffolk yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. on a beach like in moonlight yeah bro it's gangster yeah yeah this yeah, is yeah, a yeah. Cool origin story. yeah man yeah yeah so he's coming for me we're on the beach and, like this lasted like an hour of like him like he, he's like he's like trying to get to me and my friends are holding him back and then his mates jump on my mates and like everyone's scrapping and stuff and like right by the sea on the beach sick man it's actually <laughs> like a movie scene so so yeah that that lasted for like an hour or so i think he just got bored and just fucking was like fuck you know, i'll catch you some other time do you know what i mean i was like damn a week later i was training a yeah. week later i started mma a week later i was like oh, i need to know like how to fight <laughs> if I'm gonna keep banging Jake, no, <laughs> if I'm like, I was like, I need to know how to fight. How, so, old, yeah. how old were you at this point? Ah, uh, just about to turn eighteen. Yeah, just about to turn eighteen. And uh, yeah, and then six months later, I had an MMA bout. It wasn't official. It was um, yeah, it was like a no, no head contact. One of those like sort of charity. It wasn't a charity thing, but yeah, not on. I'm not on tapology. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was cool. Lost decision. I'd only been doing it for six months, and like, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. And I just I've been hooked from there basically. And then, so you could say I started almost a decade ago. So I started just before I went traveling, and then since then it's been so sporadic. Like my trade when I do ski seasons in France, that's six months of the year where I just did no training whatsoever. And um, uh, yeah, so it's been on and off the whole time. And then one day I was back from traveling, visit my parents for a bit. And I went to go and start training at a boxing gym. I knew they also did uh, jujitsu in like a room downstairs. I'd been into my, I'd been into my MMA as a whole. I, I hadn't decided to go down one path specifically yet. And uh, I, was, I was about to walk up the stairs to go to the boxing gym. And I was like, oh, I'll see what they're doing in jiu-jitsu. Put my head in, kind of like had a look around, and, you know, people just getting ready to to train. And I was like, and some dude said, he was like, he was like yo, he's like, are you looking, like, what's up? Are you looking for, you looking for jiu-jitsu? What are you doing? I was like, oh, no, nah, man, I was just popping my head in. Like, I'm going to the boxing gym upstairs. And, uh, yeah, I'm not, um, I was like, yeah, I had my mindset on doing that, basically. And this guy was just like, why do you want to do jiu-jitsu, man? I was like, what do you mean? And he just 
he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, like, don't, don't you want to learn how to, he just gave me, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he just he gave you. me a convincing argument, like, oh, yeah, like, I do, it made me, I was like, oh, maybe I do want to grapple, especially with, like, all the breakdancing and stuff, the snowboarding, it, all, it makes sense, do you know what I mean? And I, was, I, I had my boxing stuff with me and my gloves, and I was just like, actually, do you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll do the jiu-jitsu class. That same guy, actually, I bumped into him at ADCC. He was in the change division, actually. He's in the pro division oh, now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called uh, Dusty, Dusty, <coughs> Dusty Mellos from Portsmouth, I think. So yeah, I bumped into him at ADCC, and I, I ran out to him. I was like, yo, I've not seen him in years. And I was like, yo, um, I don't know if you remember me, man, but like, you're the reason I'm here today. And he's like, oh, shit, man. Like, yeah, he, he recognized me. He remember who I was. And I was like, yeah, man, like, thank you for giving me that little speech and like, convincing me. Because if not, I would have gone to the boxing class and I don't know what would have happened. That's when I started doing jiu-jitsu, um, like, on its own. And I've always done a little bit of, I've, I've always been sprinkling MMA in there as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, just kind of took off from there. And, uh, yeah. Now, now I'm, I'm floating back, I float between jiu-jitsu and MMA. Um, the, the one thing that does concern me about MMA is, like, the, just getting hit in the head. Mm. Not yeah, good. Yeah. It's not good. Trauma. It's not good. And yeah. when I do spar, I like to play. I like to get my create. I like, I like to play. You know, trust it. I think trusting your training partners, who you're sparring with, is always like super <clears> important. <throat> you know what I mean, I like to like sit back, uh, yeah, and just and just see where things go. I don't like. I don't want to get like involved in scraps because you just you're just depleting your brain health in the gym when you don't necessarily need to for the fight. Fair enough. Do you know what I mean? You're going in there for a mm, fight. Yeah. But like, yeah, like, in the gym, I just like to sit back and play. McGregor had a great uh, quote on that. He said, or grading the software about damaging the hardware. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 man, absolutely. If you have a fight coming up, of course, you've got to be in the trenches. Yeah, man. That's where the sparring should get harder, but I like that approach. Very much so, yeah, I agree with that. That's very cool. Yeah, that's that's very cool. Especially up here, man. Yeah, mate, absolutely. Jack up your knees if you want. You can get knee replacements. As of right now, you can't get a brain replacement. No. So, So, yeah, I've always had that in mind. Um, But, yeah. Man, I, yeah, I love jiu-jitsu, man. That's amazing. And, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know whether it's the sport, I don't know whether it's the people I'm hanging around with, or I just, I love being down the gym. And, like I said, like, I come to Nottingham now, I'm living in Nottingham, I've never lived somewhere for so long, realistically, like, three years. And, uh, yeah, I've become, like, the gym, like, Knott's MMA is just, like, I love it. Like it's so everyone down there. I like walking in and saying hi to everyone. Just everyone's there to just have a have a good time. Like it's nice energy. And even down here, like I've only been down here twice, but I like yeah. walking in I'm like yeah, like you know, Jimmy's. I love it, man. Yeah, so it's, mm. uh, it's cool. We, we were it's saying cool. it um, before we started recording, weren't we? That Adi, you know, HW one, Harvey Wallhead, and not to go MMA. There's yeah. obviously always been a crossover. Yeah, but he's feeding more and more recently that we're almost one team. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, one hundred percent. There's it's a generation beautiful. of us coming up that are yeah. looking to compete, whether it's in uh, jiu-jitsu or, or yeah. MMA, yeah. because we're so close to one another. Yeah, and, you know, there's so many of us around the same age, same school level, yeah, etc. It's, 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 it's a good vibe. Yeah, good a lot vibe. of that I think is Riley. Riley's because obviously he's between yeah. us. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Riley Daniels. <laughs> shout out to Riley. Yeah, he's uh, he's really sort of bringing it together, and you know, he's giving me some lift down here and that. And, yeah, man, uh, very talented prospects, man. I love, and Riley's got so much to offer in terms mm-hmm. of like knowledge. It's really cool. Um, so yeah, he's yeah, he's just an awesome dude to have around. 
Um, so yeah, and I didn't see myself really ever stopping. Like I stopped with the break dancing because like I moved back to the UK, I moved to Suffolk and there was no one I could really, there was no one doing it there. It was a big thing down south, but it wasn't really a big thing there. So that's when I found like, I found myself without a passion for a little bit. And it took me getting my head kicked in a little bit to, to be like, oh, maybe I should start fighting. <laughs> and then, yeah, now, yeah, now I'm just like, uh, yeah, I'm fully, fully into it. Um, yeah, and wherever I go around the world, I know that I can walk into a gym and I'm going to meet people that are like-minded. It's just such a great tool to have wherever you go. So, yeah, yeah, I love that. And do you have any goals as such with it? Because what's struck me... Um, we're not going to get to talk about it all, all today. But there's yeah. so much of kind of like your athletic career yeah. that we haven't uh, got to go into yet. That'll be a story for another time. But what yeah. uh, struck me from what we have talked about today with, uh, you know, the B-boy stuff, parkour, yeah. snowboarding, is that I don't think you necessarily do it because, oh, I want to get to this level and compete yeah. and, you know, attain this accolade. Yeah. It seems like you're just in love with the craft of it and in love <laughs> with the lifestyle, getting yeah, better at something and enjoying it. Is yeah. that the case? And yeah. is that the case with Jiu-Jitsu? And yeah, man, 100%. If I go to, like, if, I, if I started competing in snowboarding, I'd probably like lose the love for it because like, I do, I do a snowboard because I feel like I can express myself. It's a very expressive art form, you know, just whatever the way maybe you dress or the way you like tweak out some grabs or you do some, like just the way you ride on the mountain. It's very expressive of, uh, yeah, of who you want to be. Same with, same with the b-boy, it's very expressive. And I believe as well as the same with jiu-jitsu, the same with MMA, you can really like express yourself to a certain degree, whatever your style of jiu-jitsu is, you know, like your style of jiu-jitsu, you know, it, it, you're expressing yourself in some mm. way, you know, solid clamp, the human clamp is what I like to call you. Just, <laughs> yeah, that, that, you've been like, you know, you get your car clamped or something, you're like, oh, I'm not getting out of it. It's grabbing onto your yeah, ankle, man. like, yeah, yeah, yeah like having your wheel clamped. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Whereas me, like, I'll be a bit different, like to be a bit, you know, I'll do a bit of clamp and then I'm, oh, I'll do a bit of loose pass. Yeah, you're some, very, exp- some fancy you stuff. You can see the influence yeah, from man. your, you know, and I think like, you definitely do seem to me like you're, you're obviously you've curated it and developed it as well, but you, you're naturally a very explosive person. Mm. And I think that's probably aided you very well in things like parkour, breakdancing, yeah. snowboarding. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and that's what uh, I always say to people, um, you know, anyone from the gym asks, oh, what's Matt like? Like, is he strong? I'm like, yeah, he's strong. But even more <laughs> yeah. than that, he's explosive. Right, like, he's got yeah, a fast yeah. strength to him. Yeah. I, I, I don't explode into things. I'm strong. Yeah, but it's, like it's you said, like, a clamp. It's a slower, slower isometric strength. Yeah. With you, you know what I mean? It can be... You've done three movements in the space of a second. Yeah. And then sometimes... And that's, all very explosive. Yeah, we saw that ADCC. I was, I was just like, wow, yeah, wrestle, wrestle, yeah, wrestle. Yeah. That was a rodeo. Yeah, that man, a that was a cracking match. Yeah, it was going across. And Connor, man, like he's a player as well. He's a good, he's a good yeah. guy. I, I, I competed against him. Have yeah. you? Oh, okay, yeah, sick. Yeah. Yeah. A few months ago, he's yeah, good. He's good, man. He's a player, man. He's a real player. It's funny because we were like hanging out with Molly McCann just before that match because our bags were next to hers. She was sound as well. Shout out Molly. She's so cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it, I, she was there. And I knew that I had a guy from Next Gen. And I was like, yeah, I've got this guy who's like from Next Gen. Like, is, is he good? And she was like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's good. He's, you, you're going to have a good match. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be like, no, I never heard of him. Yeah. Just, yeah, he's probably not that good. Um, so yeah, no, that was, uh, yeah, that's, I just need to work on my cardio a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll have to get in, man. The yeah, man. Sessions. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, and keep uh, keep doing these cross trainings as well. Like, 
Yeah, these Sunday rolls as well should be good, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. And now, now that I'm actually in the yeah. secret group chat. Yeah. So I can actually participate <laughs> in these job. secret sessions. Very like, honestly, I'm looking around like, there's, I think, like, Shane, uh, Big Mac, uh, Joe Taylor, Jimmy, like, these are just people I think, like, there's that. that's... Oh, no. We need to get some smaller boys in. I know, oh, mate. I'm, I'm going to get like, absolutely crushed. Yeah, man. Yeah. So... Yeah, that, that's like, that's a real, like, even in like the UK, kind of scene, like, you, you look at these guys and you're like, wow, man, this is like a, an actual pleasure to be surrounded with such high level guys. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's fantastic. And yeah, being able to kind of like just hang out with almost, almost like superstars, like in, in the grappling sort of sphere on, on a daily basis is cool. Um, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm fully enjoying it. Uh, especially, yeah, my time in the Midlands has been, it's been it's been good, man. It's been really cool. I don't know what I'm gonna do next, but whatever it is, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure it's interesting. Yeah, if that means getting on a plane somewhere, doing some crazy shit, or just I don't know. I might I might try and get a little job. I might try and settle down and see what it's like to have money instead of being skint my whole life. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> we'll see. I'll buy some supplements and mm, yeah, 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 get yeah. jacked. More supplements. I'm, I'm like, you know, <laughs> Could do some more testosterone, like why not? Anyone, <laughs> anyone could. So yeah, man, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, bro, bro. We we, we could talk wanna... for yeah, mate. For hours. Yeah, Unfortunately, man. we're limited by uh, absolutely the life of, yeah. of my phone. Yeah, now we can but, save uh, the like Brazil stories and stuff for yeah. another day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll have to come back on. Yeah, bro. That um, was a crazy one. Yeah, we've we've uh, we've gone down some rabbit holes today. Yeah, bro. Uh, good stuff. Well, we'll have to see what the reception is because it's very different from like the usual kind of episode that I do. Yeah, man. So okay. we'll have to see if we get cancelled. We're either going you know, <laughs> to like it or we're going to get nah, cancelled. come so. on, man. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, no. Um, freedom of mind. People should Absolutely, to mate. Absolutely. Yeah, I think there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of value in just listening to two people talk, I think, yeah. And as like we've been saying and we've covered, like we're straying away from that quite a lot. And yeah. But this is this is how humans are supposed to communicate. Exactly. You know? Not everything's gospel. Not everything's clear cut. You got to exactly. talk, discuss ideas. Absolutely. Somewhere in it, you might find some truth. Yeah, man. Cool, bro. Thank you for having me thank on, you, man. Man, it's been very much fun.